and we are live. live. Welcome to the Fresh Fit Podcast, guys. We got special guest Rolo Tomasi in the house, in the flesh. That's what you guys are waiting for. Let's get into it, baby. First and foremost, we'll hit some of these super chats because they were coming in. Don DeMarco. <laughs> that dude doesn't go to sleep. He doesn't go to sleep. He doesn't. <laughs> uh, Chris, you got it. Don DeMarco and White Claws, 199. Hashtag Don DeMarco button. Godfather in the building. Shout out to you, man. Shout out to Don DeMarco, man. Yeah, he he donated it all last night, man. Yeah, man. Shout out to Love to Rolo. Like Don DeMarco. funding the show. <laughs> At least 85 <laughs> minutes. Yeah, another Don another DeMarco. One. <laughs> you know, it's going to be a competition between Don DeMarco and Sam Bada. There you go. You and know it. Don DeMarco's and White Claws roll up. Let's have a drink tonight. tonight. Godfather. All right. Another one. Another one. Yo, this guy. Bro. 110 people watching must like and super chat. Thank you, man. Thank Yo, you, bro. Don DeMarco just with the super chat. It's like. And another one. And another one. <laughs> All right, so um, cool. So, guys, um, I know you guys are probably wondering, Myron, how did you and Rolo become friends? And actually, how'd you get him on the show? What happened here? Let's go down memory lane. So, uh, I gotta give a thanks, a special thank you to my man John from Model Life Dating, um, and Rich from Entrepreneurs and Cars. Rich Cooper, go subscribe to both their channels, Model Life Dating and Entrepreneurs and Cars. Uh, I met John uh, working with him with his Body Language Mastery Group. Um, and then he put me in touch with Rich, uh, became friends with Rich and then Rich vouched for me and, you know, they were able to get me on rule zero and yeah, man, the rest is history. And I've been doing some shows with Rolo Tomasi. I've, I've always been a fan. I've read, uh, I have the first book in hard copy, which we have all three books right here. Uh, and I pass out to my friends when they have issues with women or, you know, understanding relationships or whatever it may be with women. And if there is a guy out there that can define hypergamy, intersexual dynamics, how women mate select. There is no one more thorough than Rolo Tomasi. So it's an honor to have been reading his book about a year or so ago. And now I have him in studio. We're doing an interview. So Rolo, thank you so much for coming Thanks on the show. Thanks for having man. me. Thanks for, look how beautiful this is. <laughs> Miami, oh, man. Amazing. We're in Miami. Well, Miami. When I watch you, it's usually nighttime and yeah. I go, what, what's going on in the background? Yeah, there? Man. Wow. Yeah. Um, so Rolo, can you give the audience um, just a quick intro in case people have been living under a rock sure, who sure. is rollo tomas i just want to let everybody know that the way that you and i met actually like through john from mm -hmm. model life dating but um we do a little show called rule zero and yes. we've been doing it since uh, about june of 2019 uh prior to that we had another show but um right around the beginning of last year um i think probably yeah, i guess january maybe february of 2020 we said hey you know we need to sort of expand the rule zero family a little bit we want to sort of branch out a little bit more so we're not just like stuck in the manosphere we want to uh, i mean not that that's not important it is but we wanted to sort of like you know talk to some people who weren't necessarily always going to be associated with the manosphere so like um then we got guys who really wanted to sort of be a part of that extended family you were one sterling cooper was another um we have uh, john fitch was another as well um so we've got some we have the extended family and mm -hmm. we have the uh sort of the core group which is myself rich cooper ryan stone um john from modern life dating and troy francis yes, yes. So so shout out to all so those guys yeah, yeah man and yeah, yeah, yeah right, I, I, I appreciate you know and i want to personally thank you rollo sure. for uh, let me come on the platform real zero coming mm -hmm. on your platform. We, we, you know, we broke down the Philion video. Yes. Uh, yeah. I've had about, you on my show several yeah, times yeah. like in here, but never, <laughs> never live, never. Yeah. 
never to get this is good this is my first outing by the way too um since uh the the fourth book has come out awesome. and uh pretty much last year the 2020 being what it was uh gave me a lot of time to really put my nose to the grindstone yeah. and and grind away on this book i already knew what i wanted to do was just sitting down and sort of just hashing it out and it became a project that uh i never intended it to be i knew exactly what i wanted to do with it but uh, it snowballed into something I think very, very significant. And yeah. it's, it's unlike any of my other books. I know all authors are going to say that. Oh, it's unlike anything I've ever done before. But yeah. it's, it's really true. Um, and the, the reviews are coming in really good. Um, if you don't know who I am, I'm Rolo Tomasi. Yes. Hey. <laughs> um, I've, been doing, I've been in what we now call the Manosphere for about 20 years. Jeez. Almost 20 years. Um, it started, it started way back. In, Should I do another uh, memory yeah, lane? Yeah, it started way back <laughs> in, um, uh, about 2000, really 2002. And I was a, um, a frequent, um, poster slash commenter, uh, debater, I guess on a forum called the so Swab forum. Yes. And so suave is still around. Uh, it is so suave S O U S O S U A V E dot net. That's mm -hmm. the form. You can still go find my very my, the oldest posts I've ever done are still on there. So you can just go uh, search up Rolo Tomasi on the sosuave.net forums and you'll find a lot of the stuff that I've been talking about for almost 20 years now. And that's really where it started. Um, I was a moderator on that forum for a long time. And then I had um, I had people saying, you really need to go check out this guy, Roosh. You really need to go check out this guy, Roycey. Mm -hmm. And so I started looking at their blogs and everything. And I was I was from uh, my my forte, I guess, what I was really most interested in was having a debate, like having a conversation with people. I still am that way today. Like I, I like to get engaged with people and talk to them. I if you see my channel on YouTube, it's always a um, it's always a live stream and people will complain well, it's a three hour live stream. But I need that because I need to get feedback. I like to get people in the chat. That's why I love this format right here. Yep. Um, and that all comes from when I was at So Suave. And so all the stuff that's in my, my very first book, all the way up through this one right here, um, they were either inspired by or they were directly uh, relate, like directly pulled from conversations and debates that we were having back as far back as 2002, 2004, 2006, somewhere around there. And then so people kept saying, you need to get a blog. You mm -hmm. need to do a blog. And I'm like, all right. And it had, I had to kind of get over myself a little bit because I'm like, who? I'm just this guy. I'm just this commenter on this, this forum. But everybody kept kept looking to me for like advice or they would ask me for like, what do you think about this? And I happened to be in uh, uh, going to university at that time and I double majored. And so we're looking at like a, I've got a, a BFA and I've got a BS in uh, behavioral psychology. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I did that was because I was working with guys and doing peer counseling. And it was I was working with the men that nobody wanted to work with. Yeah. So mm -hmm. it was, it, I didn't, I didn't do the sexy work. I did the, the work work. I'm talking to guys who are like 45, 55, 65 years old. And they're the just forgotten demographic it, that well, no one exactly. cares about. Exactly. And, yep. and I just kind of fell into it. And so I'm talking to these guys as part of just like the basic stuff, like, you know, psychology 101 kind of things. Mm -hmm. And all, all these guys had very similar stories and they were all very distraught or they were all what I would now call like very beta, very blue pill. And they were older. So they were like in their 50s and 60s and um, they were they all had the same story, which was if she just do or she just tell me what to do. I, I do it. You know, I, I, <laughs> yeah. how, what do I how do I fix this? And yep. it's, it was always about negotiation yes. and it was always about um, uh, transactions. Like if she would just tell me what 
I had to do mm-hmm. so she'll fall in love with me. She'll she'll have sex with me again. So she'll like, and they were talking about their wives or their long-term girlfriends or whatever. And it was always the same thing. And so I saw a lot of parallels between what I was doing in in college mm-hmm. and what I was reading on the SoSwap forums. And so I was, I was actually, I didn't realize I was doing it at the time, but I was kind of doing casework for these guys. Yeah. And I was applying it to the theories and the things that I was talking about on the SoSwap forums. And they said, you got to put a blog together. And so in 2011, I put together the Rational Mail, which is still around today. So now it is uh, in August, it will be 10 years for the, for the Rational Mail, Bam. the actual wow. nice. blog itself. And um, right around 2013 was when people started suggesting that I write a book and put all this stuff into one book. And if you, I had the reason why, what kind of kicked me in the ass to do it was I had some of my regular commentary at people uh, saying, if you put this into a book, then the people who wouldn't take you seriously will take you seriously. You yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I had, uh, and I mentioned this in the very uh, beginning of book one, there was a, a female, a, a woman who she had uh, kids. Her name was Jackie. And I don't, I don't know her from anybody else, but she said, if you put this into a book, I could probably give this to my son and it would save his life. And so I wrote that I'm like, okay, well, I guess this needs to be sort of codified into something that's a little more concrete mm-hmm. uh, because when you're on the, when you're on the internet, you're like, you're one of these yahoos that's on the internet, right? Course, you, right. Like yeah, people right. that, well, it's on the internet. You can't take that seriously. Yeah. I know. Now we have a different opinion of that. Yeah. Right. But back then back it was then, like, yeah. if you ever talked about it and you were something, some guy on the internet, nobody knew you from yes. Adam. So I put it into a book. I started self-publishing. Um, and then sort of the rest is history. I it ended up becoming the, uh, the Bible of the manosphere. Yeah. And I, when I was writing it, I thought that this book was going to be the only book I would ever write. Mm-hmm. So people still complain to this day. And yes, I understand. <laughs> um, the uh, the type is very small. It's very com- condensed. It's very compact because I wanted to cram as much good stuff into this book that I could because yeah. I felt I was that passionate about it. I wanted to make sure that guys got this information. That's how I met Reg Cooper. That's how I met Ryan Stone. That's yep. how I met everybody that's in this crazy manosphere world yeah. mm-hmm. was through this book. We've and already that work. Yep. So, and you know, it's been responsible for literally saving guys' lives. And, um, I don't take that lightly. I, I have had guys come up to me at certain conventions and say, I, I flew all the way out here from Arizona or wherever to shake your hand and tell you that I was going to kill myself. I had a, uh, a date and a plan and I, here's what I was going to do. I was preparing for this. I read your book and I canceled all my plans. Wow. And so when that you know, you kind of get a little lump in your throat kind of thing, but it's like, I didn't realize that when I was writing this, oh, I'm here, I'm going to do this really great, you know, commission yeah. work kind of thing. And uh, that's just really where it's gone. And then in the meantime, you know, I, that snowballs into book two, book three, and now religion. And I'll say this too, man, as, as someone that, you know, cause I read the book and, uh, and I listened to an audible, what the book did for me was it connected a lot of dots mm-hmm. that I didn't, that I didn't, so like I kind of was aware of, mm-hmm. you know, cause I grew up in a Muslim household. We mm-hmm. understood these, you know, RP truths as we say them, uh, you know, men having to be in a leadership position, women need to be submissive for relation to work, et cetera. Mm-hmm. These basic tenements that are kind of been, you know, polarity. <laughs> yeah. Yes. The polarity that's been kind of mm-hmm. lost in the Western world. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, reading that book made everything clear. Oh, this is why girls acted this way in college. Oh, this is why this girl curved me. Wow. Blah, blah, blah. So mm-hmm. things that like I, I kind of knew but couldn't put my finger on it. Now you Bam. know why we call it unplugging from the matrix. Bam. Now exactly. you know why we have those allegories for blue pill and red pill, which everybody goes, that's schmaltzy and stupid. And yeah, yeah, and you're right. It is. It is. But it's the best terminology. It's yeah. the best abstract. It's a placeholder. Have, right? all it is, yeah. And you're not the first person to tell me that, too, because I've had guys say that. 
I knew all this stuff before, but I could never put it into words. Exactly. I could never articulate it the way that you're articulating. And I'll say why this is so important for men. Uh, we all know that men are deductive problem solvers, right? We mm -hmm. always talk about that. And sometimes just getting the answers to your problems mm -hmm. is going to give you that peace. A confirmation. It's, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Confirmation is going to give them that peace. So then they're not going to jump off the ledge because now they know why their wife left them. Now they know why she cheated on them, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And that sometimes just getting answers will save a man's Knowing life. So that's half huge. the battle, right? Exactly. GI Joe. That's what they Exactly. <laughs> See, I like the fact that your audience requested it mm -hmm. and you made it. You didn't just say, hey, you know what? It's about one day, this long uh, tribal stuff. You know, so you know mm -hmm. what? My audience said, you know what? Give this uh, give it to us in a book form. We'll take it. And right. then you took that and made all these wonderful. I um when I wrote the, I'll tell you just a real quick story yeah, of the yeah. of the first book is I wrote the book I wanted to read, and mm -hmm. I remember back in 2005 when I was reading Neil Strauss's The Game, and I thought, oh man, this fine. It looks like the Bible even, right? I mean, like mm -hmm. if you have the print version of The Game, mm -hmm. it's got all the funny little illustrations in it, and it's got the little gold leaf around the edges of the pages, and it looks like a Bible and all that. And I thought, oh, he's finally going to explain this so that these guys can get that. And then I was, I liked the book from an entertainment value perspective. I thought it was very entertaining to like read about Courtney Love and Tom Cruise and all these, you know, people who were, you know, what was going on in Project Hollywood and Mystery and all these other guys. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't the book I wanted. It wasn't the Bible. It was just like, hey, this is fun. Read this. It's almost like a comic book, like a graphic novel, practically. Um, and, but it, Entertainment value wise, it was great, but it wasn't the book that I was looking. The Rational Mail was the book that I was looking for. And you know what they always tell you? Like, if you want to be an author, write the book that you would want to read. And I didn't realize I was doing it at the time, but that's really what I was doing. I wanted to make sure that this stuff got into the hands of people so that they could use the tools that are in the book to change their lives or do some or just get confirmation in yeah. some cases. It's huge. Uh, we got some super chats. Uh, go ahead, Chris. You got it. Yes, we do. Uh, Damien M, five bucks, showing love from DC. Thank you. Keep up the good work, fellas, gents. Shout out to Damien. Shout out to Damien. Thank you. Solomon D, 10 bucks. Shout out to Myron, Fresh, and the Godfather. Also, everyone get the fourth book, The Rational Mail Religion, fellas. Don't cheap out. This cat's about to be a lit one. There yep. you go, man. And we'll put the link in the chat as well. Thanks, so you Solomon. guys can go ahead, get the book, and please write an Amazon review. Uh, go ahead, Chris. Uh, R.A. Hanu, it's uh, 1699 uh, euros. First time I catch you guys live. Thank you, Rolo, for your work. Fresh and fit. Keep up the good work. Myron, you grew a lot in just one year. Respect. Thank you so much, man. Love. Not even a year yet. May, <laughs> May was the first video, and then the studio we got in October. So it only gets better from here, guys. We're going to keep up in the quality. Yep. Uh, go ahead, Chris. Luke Belmont, 15 bucks. 22-year-old uh, Brit. Grew up with an uh, absent dad. The rational male put me straight. Thanks, mm. Rolo. Keep, up, keep it up. Fresh and fit. Thanks, man. Don DeMarco. How's <laughs> it feel? Truly happy in studio. Don DeMarco, let's get it. <laughs> Feels good, man. Yeah, it's great. And, uh, oh, wow, there were a lot. Okay, keep going, Chris. Yeah, Harry Zickles, 499. Keep up with the fantastic content, gentlemen. Cheers to the growth and depth of conversations. East Coast is on the, is the beast, baby. Yeah, the, the beast, beast coast, coast, baby. Beast coast, baby. Yeah. East Coast. Hey. What's up, Harry? Moves lace, five bucks. Being senior, rise up at the ranks for a while now. Keep up the climb. Bring in both Godfathers in one sitting, and mm -hmm. you'll go down a history book. Oh, that's funny. He that's, tomor kept... that's tomorrow. Yeah, that's tomorrow. That's tomorrow. We actually, Hotep is in the house right now. Man. Yeah, Hotep, Hotep's Hotep's Jesus, in the back man. Uh, we got uh, Diaz, Jorge Diaz with the Mexican $100. Thank you so much. Go ahead, Thanks, Chris. Man. You got it. Thanks, Rolla, for his books. Open my eyes to work on myself. Just closed my first real estate deal. Nice. Mm -hmm. Be real about women's nature. Halfway through book two. Greetings from Mexico, amigos. All right. Nice, man. Orale. See? Don International. Don DeMarco again. <laughs> is sponsored, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, to White Claws. Uh, 499, you made the fourth book. 
what's next in terms of RP and Manosphere content. Uh, we're, we're gonna get we, to we're that. Gonna get that's to on that. the list. Yeah, that's on the list of things we're gonna cover. We got some great stuff that we're gonna talk about here, guys, in a second. So. I love it when commenters like ask me about stuff that I already have set up on exactly. my list. I'm like, yeah. you're paying attention. We're gonna we're gonna cover everything, guys. So this is gonna be lit. Uh, thank you. For oh, we got it. Sterling Cooper in the house too. You see him right there, uh, Chris? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for making a book. I mm-hmm. I read it now at 17. Now 23. By the way, please drink a white claw. <laughs> <laughs> totally for that right oh, now, man. Shout out to Sterling, Sterling Cooper. Cooper. Much Sterling, man. Yeah. All right. We have, uh, Go our... subscribe to his YouTube channel, guys. Sterling is a good friend of ours. You've had Sterling in here. Yeah. In yeah. Here? In yeah. 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 He came with Sarah J, actually. Yeah. <laughs> if you guys want to go Pretty see that, we have two porn stars right here in, in the studio. It's lit. He got his band, though, but it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> TikTok. TikTok the first time. Yeah, man. But, uh, go ahead, Chris. RP Mama 489. Few things have impacted my life as much as your work. How's Rolo? Thank, Thank you. you. Nice. Wow. Thank Showing you. crazy love, man. Appreciate it, guys. Yeah, a few more. That's weird for me too, because like in your real life, people just tell you, "Yeah, screw you." Yeah. It's like <laughs> then everybody's like, oh, "Dude, you say my life, you say my life." It's yeah. weird. To for every one hundred haters, contrast. you get one person saying, "Dude, you helped me out so much. It's yeah. worth the hate." Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Chris. Josue uh, Glenn Sony's uh, fifteen bucks. Uh, um, euro. Toss so, a coin to the red pill. Watch. <laughs> Bam. Thank you. <laughs> I, I tied it back today. Sorry. <laughs> I believe that's it. That's uh, it. All right. Uh, cool. So, um, and we, uh, we got 577 oh. people watching and only 286 likes. Guys, like the mm. video, please. Comment, subscribe. Comment below saying Filion's a dork uh, <laughs> or Curtis Connors a beta male or a blue pill simp. Whatever you want to say. Like the video. And like the video, like guys. The video. All right. We got, we got another super chat here. One we got another more. one? Okay. Go like one. the video and I'll give you some personal information. There, there you go. Man, there you <laughs> go. Smooth. Like the video, That's smooth guys. Smooth, Rolo. Exclusive. Uh, uh, we got King Lion Bucks. What's the biggest difficulty when making the rational mail? The biggest difficulty? Um, I'll tell you, it, was, it wasn't like procrastination or getting around to it. It was... Uh, I just it's funny you should ask this because I just wrote a, a blog post on my on my blog, therationalmail.com, uh, about the difference between being a writer and being an author. And I'm trying to make distinctions right now because I, this is my fourth book. And it was even after the first book, I didn't really consider myself an author. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you're a writer. This, you, you're a published because anybody can get published today. Yeah. Um, and it, it's almost too easy right now because it kind of cheapens the whole thing. But in another sense, this book could not have been written in any other time because no major publishing house is ever going to touch anything yeah, that I'm going to write. Yep. So, mm-hmm. uh, so it's really the only avenue that I have. So I had to kind of get over myself. And, and what I meant by that is like I had to be conceited enough to say, yeah, I think people would really want to read what I yeah, have. Yeah, the say. confidence in your and it, own. It's, it, well, it's not so much confidence because I think a, a lot of people get sort of hung up on this. Like su- success porn guys are mm-hmm. like, well, you're going to need to overcome your fear of success. I I was successful before I started writing the book. So it wasn't anything like that. It wasn't fear. Mm-hmm. It was, why do I think I'm so important that anybody would give a rat's ass about what I have to say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I go, well, this material is so important that people need to read it. And yep. so that's the perspective. I had to get to that perspective before I could really like start typing it out. And re- re- really what I was doing was taking old conversations from um, So Suave and then I turned them into blog posts. And so going from a conversation kind of writing to a blog writing mm-hmm. to going to a book so I've had to go go through three different ways, three different ways of relating this material. And now I'm on video and now I can do podcasts. That's another way to another medium to relate that. And so I've had to kind of evolve along the way. Yep. Um, and so 
taking a, a, a debate or a, a conversation from a forum to putting it into a blog post mm -hmm. to taking it and like sort of canonizing it, I guess, in a, in a book. Yep. Uh, that was a difficult step go and, and learning to actually write, write and yep. make it intelligible and make it accessible. Yep. Uh, a lot of people say I use too many $10 words and you're right. I do. Uh, I made a specific effort in book four um, to write sort of down to a language that everybody can Bam. understand. Okay. Excellent. So, uh, real quick, do we have any more super chats, Chris, or no? Oh, uh, we do. One second. We, okay, we'll right, hit the so. super chats, and then we're gonna give a quick summary of what each book covers the four books. Then we're gonna get mm -hmm. into the meat potatoes of the conversation, guys, because we've got some great topics we're gonna tackle. Yep. Uh, with the Godfather. Uh, okay, let's see here. Settle in. Take notes. Yeah. Get yeah. Get ready, guys. Classes in session. I got my thing in here too, man. So. Okay. You know, so, go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. So, I got the book truth five bucks. Wavo checking in. The great trailblazer Rolo. Great show yesterday with the two ladies. <laughs> But this shows how <laughs> misguided females are nowadays. Bless mm, their hearts. Right. About that today too. Yeah. That's on the list as well. <laughs> for yeah. anyone that missed that, we had we put it back up for you guys, and we have something special yeah. for you guys tonight as well. But we had two ladies in house, and uh, we actually had Rolo talk with them, and it was a really good discussion where you guys will be able to see just a lot of RP truths. It was unexpectedly good. Yeah, it was very yeah. Seriously, uh, Jacob uh, Emerald. Go ahead. Yeah, Emerald. Five bucks. Uh, get Richard Cooper. Entrepreneur cars. On fam, I'm, sure I'm gonna will. get him down here. Don't up. worry, guys. Are you guys, he's one of the most requested. We'll get everybody guests. We're gonna get him down here. Yeah, go ahead, Chris. Rob 499. Thank you, Rolo, for your work. You connected a lot of dots that I was so confused about with women. Grew up programmed by the church to be a weak simp. Damn, mm -hmm. facts. Sherlock, five bucks. Thanks for making the new book easy to read. Really, really appreciate it. Nice, there nice. Caffeine cod, five bucks. Thank you, Myron Fresh and Rolo, for what you guys have done. Looking forward for the next decade. Bam. Thanks, man. Steve Lou. Uh, five, five bucks. Uh, Rollo, I have a physical disability, legally blind in one eye, which mm -hmm. is noticeable. How does physical disability factor in female hypergamy equation? Save that question. Mm -hmm. We're gonna, Steve, stay we'll tuned. We're gonna, it. we're gonna come back yeah. to that. We're gonna answer we that. Will. Um, so don't worry. Uh, questions, guys, will get answered at the end. So super chat them now. Chris is actually, he, we already planned for this. So we're gonna save mm -hmm. all the questions and have them ready to go and answer them at the end. Uh, go ahead, Chris. Uh, Pedro, Pedro, fifteen bucks. How do you maintain frame with your non-RP friends? Uh, when mm -hmm. they tell you the reason you are RP, uh, is you is you are resentful with are you resentful with women? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we'll put that on the list as well. Actually, right. go watch the last uh, episode of Rule Zero. We talked about exactly that on the mm. Frame Show. And then uh, Don, DeMarco. Don DeMarco. No Don DeMarco. <laughs> uh, we got you. Claw. Don DeMarco. <laughs> okay. Okay. Muslees, five bucks. I meant. Put Godfathers, Roe Tomasi, and Tom Likas together. Yo. <laughs> and you would be I don't know. I would, I would love to do that. I like Tom. I've, I've Actually, in the first yeah. book, I think I, I mentioned, I think I might have put him in the acknowledgments. Uh, he, yeah, definitely the proto-red pill. You know, it's funny. Tom Likas is the one that made me uh, RP aware. Mm. I heard his, his podcast on YouTube, and that changed my whole life. So you're listening to the podcast. I used to listen to him when he had a terrestrial radio show. Oh. Yes. Wait, so, guys, uh -huh. clip this. Tom Likas, Hold you, on. Rolo Tomasi, right here, I love, baby. I Let's love do it. Tom. Hold I on. I sent him a DM, right? Okay. So He's hard. He's impenetrable. It's, it's hard, dude. I, yeah. It's so hard, man. Yeah. I love him, but. Yeah. Guys, mark my words. He's been doing this a long time. We're going to have we're gonna have. <laughs> I think I got an idea. Studio. I got an idea. Hold on, Fresh. I got an idea. Go ahead. Um, Hotep, Jesus was do do though. Uh, I'll finish his last uh, question. Uh, Eder Santos. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Rollo said on the last show that learning and internalizing the red pill is better than being a natural alpha. I've never heard that before. I agree. Mm -hmm. Big facts. Big yep. facts. Um, okay. Um, we're good there? Yeah, we're good to go. All right, cool. Cool. So, um, Rollo, can you give us a quick 
summary of what book one is, book two, book three, and then book four. There and then quick uh, explanation. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So the first one, yep. uh, everybody asked me like, what order should I read the books in? Uh, and I always say this, read the first one first. Okay. Uh, always read the rational male first. After that, depending on what your interests are, it doesn't, they're not in order. Like, I mean, it's one, two, and three. I know it does it on Kindle or whatever. Um, but uh, the first one is kind of like the rule set. Okay. It's like the core understanding. So I'm going to refer to principles and things in book two, three, and four that I explained in book one. So if you have that as sort of like your base foundation and knowledge of, of intersexual dynamics, uh, you know, gender theory and that kind of stuff, all the stuff that I go into, whether it's, you know, positive masculinity, uh, preventive medicine, I think is sort of the, that's number two is I think it's sort of like the unsung hero of the, of the four part series, because that has a lot of practical information in it. So it depends on what you're into and what you need. Always read number one first. So you understand like the acronyms that I use when we say simp or when we say like AFC or beta or whatever, a lot of people get hung up on terminology. Yeah. And so if I say alpha or I say beta, or if I, uh, if I say hypergamy, if I say the soulmate, right. Mm -hmm. Or one itis, you know what that is. But like when you read, if you're reading, if you read that in book three and you didn't know, you didn't read book one, you wouldn't know what I'm talking about. Mm -hmm. If I talk about alpha widows, if I talk about, um, the, uh, the war brides dynamic, just some baits, some of the, the core things that are in there. I'll refer to those in the other works and you won't know what I'm talking about unless you read what one. So start, ah, with, start okay. with book one. That's the most dense one. And that's the one that people come back to the most. Yes. I call book one, the living text. Okay. And the reason why I say that is because when I meet guys at conventions or are doing live events or whatever, they want me to sign their books. And every single guy that comes up to me has a book that's just dog eared and it's, it's folded over and ah. it's got three different colors of highlights in it. And it's got <laughs> underlined and stuff. And what happens is like guys will find themselves at different circumstances in their lives. Mm -hmm. And so they will come back to that and they'll go, oh, he said something about this or I'm dealing with uh, Alpha Widow now. I'm going to read that, reread that part again. So The Rational Male, the first book, you don't just read the book and just put it on your shelf and you're done with it. You keep coming back. It's almost like a reference. That's why I call it a, a living text. Book two is called Preventive Medicine. I did. Uh, I did that because I had so many guys saying that they said this to me. They said, I wish I would have known this before I yeah. got a divorce, before I got with that crazy BPD, borderline yeah. personality disorder girl. I wish I would have known this before I had kids. I wish I would have known this before I moved to a state to facilitate this relationship yes. or I changed my major. I took this job instead of that. I wish I would have known all this stuff and had it you know, in front of me so that I had like accurate information to work from. And so mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, these guys need some kind of you know, something to expect. I I don't do prescriptions, but I can at least sort of give you an idea of what you can expect. And that's what I do in preventive medicine is I give a timeline of what most guys, average men all across the world, doesn't matter what ethnicity, doesn't matter, you know, socioeconomic, whatever. It's a timeline of what you can expect from women and what their motivations are and what their prioritizations are when it comes to intimate relationships between the ages of 15 and 50. Yes. And the reason I start at 15, everybody, I've got to clarify this because everybody says, oh, was you think we're going to get with 15 year old girls? No, that's not what I mean. I have teenage guys hit me up and they're in high school yep. and they say, this girl says she really likes me and I want to get her back and I don't know what to do. Rolo, help me. And they, he's 15 and she's 15. Yep. That's why I start right there. Mm. So I go from 15 all the way up to 50 and I'll go through like uh, your teen years, uh, the, what I call the party years, which you guys probably call the hoe phase, right? <laughs> yeah, sure the she belongs to the streets. That, yeah, that, <laughs> that, that phase, 18 to about 28. Then yeah. I get into the epiphany phase. We'll talk about that later. Mm. Um, and then in through like 30s and, and 
1940s and 50s and what it how women prioritize what it is that they're looking like we've talked about and we this saw last some night. of that yesterday yeah. guys you guys need to watch the interview from yesterday because yeah. so we actually the girls actually he explained it to them and then they were like wow i never thought of it that way and they actually talked about it themselves mm-hmm. so so that's uh, that's that's book two book three yeah. was i had a lot of guys asking me about Rolo, i want to have kids I uh, marriage is off the table for me because I don't want to get a divorce. I don't want to um, uh, marriage is the most dangerous decision that a man can make right now. Unfortunately, I wish it was different. I wish I had some sort of, you know, uh, answer for you, but you don't build families without monogamy. You don't build families without some sort of like personal interpersonal relationships. And so I had all these guys just like, you know, agonizing over the fact that they wanted to have kids, but they didn't want to get married. Uh, or they had kids and they'll say, Rolo, uh, I've got a 15 year old son. When's the best age to give him the rational male? I'm like, <laughs> is he a reader? You know, I, I don't yeah. know enough about them. But so I wrote the first like two thirds of uh, Positive Masculinity, which is the third book mm-hmm. uh, published in 2017. And so it was all about parenting, uh, raising sons, raising daughters, mm-hmm. okay. what you can expect from the education system, from public education, which unfortunately a lot of the stuff in there proved to be very prophetic, yes. <laughs> like now in 2021. Yep. Um, and then after that, it was really kind of about the essays on masculinity, which we'll get into um, with, with Hotep tomorrow, because yeah. that's what, that's the topic for tomorrow. So I'll just leave mm-hmm. that on the table because we'll probably come back to book three. Shout out to Hotep Jesus, by the way, in the house. And then so... so <laughs> So number four is the other most common question I got from back in the early days was, Rolo, I'm a Christian. I don't believe in premarital sex, but I I hear what you're saying. I'm red pill. I understand exactly what you're going into. I I 100% agree, but I can't put this. How do how do I make this work if I don't believe in premarital sex? How do I make this? I'm a Muslim, and how do I make this work because uh, I have to have a wife before or many wives before I can have sex. Mm-hmm. And so that was that was question number one. And that's where it kind of snowballed into other things about what's going on with um, organized religion, why it is we believe the things that we believe um, at, according to uh, a, a religious sense. Why why do we believe in certain metaphorical truths about men and women and how religions that used to be patriarchal have become assimilated by uh, feminism and, and a gynocentric social order? really since the really for a very long time now but certainly since the sexual revolution how did all this how do we how do we arrive here um sort of as as uh, as human beings and what we believe right now uh, we're going to talk about old order thinking versus new order thinking we'll get into more about that here but religion was a book that i had to write because i had so many guys who were very blue pill mm-hmm. and they would mix that kind of blue pill social conditioning in with their religious convictions and for, to get a guy to unplug just in under normal circumstances is hard. hard. If you got a guy who, who has in some ways uh, made his personality and his ego about uh, his blue pill conditioning, and you mix that in with his his religion, that's a tough nut it's to tough. crack. So yeah. that's that was the initial starting point for this book. It goes into much greater, grander social issues and stuff, but they're they're gender based, uh, intersexual dynamics. It's the way I I describe it is this: is it's. Uh, it's an exploration in intersexual dynamics and how they um, influence the way that we believe the things that we believe. Bam. There you go, guys. Well um, we got some super chats, and then we're going to get into the first topic of discussion, guys. Yes. Uh, go ahead, Chris. You got it. Yes. Uh, Mr. The DC Comments, five bucks. Uh, what are your thoughts? Can you on... click it and highlight it real fast? Yes, I can. Yeah. Uh, what are your thoughts on men who read too many books? And then take enough action. <laughs> okay, oh, wow. we will we will we answer talked that. We about that last night. We will answer that as well. <laughs> uh, make a note of that, uh, Chris or Tom. 
King uh, Chris in the house. Yep. Mr. Roe Tomasi, read your first book. Highly recommend it. And still need to read others. Shout out to Rollo Fresh and Myron. This is a powerhouse podcast. Looking forward to your continued success in 2021 and beyond, bro. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Chris. We appreciate that, man. We're taking yep. over. Uh, when we wait five bucks, listen to Rollo Tomasi, giving me more reason why it's so important to focus on myself and my purpose. Spin lots of plates, bars. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Mike, 499. I found a red pill via RSD. Rolo, what's your opinion on RSD? Yeah. And would you yeah. ever do a podcast with Owen Cook? We will answer that at the end as well. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, guys. That's We're going to compile list, all actually. these questions. Stay till the Shout end, guys, Owen. and the questions will get Keep answered. We're making a list of all of them right now. Yeah. Uh, go ahead, Chris. We got Red Pill Mike. Question, uh, let's see. One second. Question for Rolo. If you can only listen to five albums for the rest of your life, <laughs> what, what would be your go-to LPs? Let's oh, be... Oh, God. We will answer that at the end as well. Be, oh, <laughs> not a Red Pill I'll question. tell you what. You know, save that for when we need to get the likes up. And then okay, I'll get there we go. okay, cool. <laughs> cool, cool. And we already got 769 live viewers, guys. So, guys, hit that like button right now. Please. Uh, okay. I'm a huge fan of music, especially old school metal. Bam. Thank you, RP Mike. Appreciate that. Real Reasons, 20 bucks to the greatest show in RP sphere. Big facts, man. We're Thanks, taking brother. over, bro. Appreciate that, man. Thank you so much, man. We're going to continue to keep bringing you guys this heat. Oh. Uh, Zomboy four ninety nine. What are your thoughts on the fifth book titled "The Rational Male Game" by Rollo Tomasi and Myron Game? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. We could talk about the Miami Chronicles, man. Uh, Rollo's already seen how we operate here. He sees what we do. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna rent a place out here. There you you go, should, bam. man. Come on, We're man. Everybody, move out here. Tacos and Snowbird. Yeah. Tacos and uh, good good sights. Don Demarco four ninety nine. What would happen if every guy was RP wear and yeah. read Rollo books? Very what coffee question. do you drink, Rolo? Can the Godfather himself press the Don DeMarco button? Oh, wow. <laughs> Which one is it's it? This one right here. That one? This. Okay. I got to get a stream deck. I got to get a stream deck. <laughs> we got you, Don DeMarco. Well, thanks, brother. Um, and, we, and again, we'll, we'll hold that question, guys, to the end. Again, we're going to answer all these at the end. We got some heat we got to bring you first. All right, go ahead, Chris. A shout to the whole cast, Rafael Plancio. Uh, any quick tips for a teen going into college soon? All right, man. These mm-hmm. questions are piling up. We're, we will do a speed round and answer all of these guys. Then Digital Nomad. Uh, Diggy Nomad. Uh, book four is fire. Mm-hmm. Emphasis on a con- uh, con- uh, confident marriage is solid. Mm-hmm. Thank you cool. so nice. much. Um, and then we got Roberto, Roberto. our boy. Ready for the flower stream? You guys need to charge. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right, man. It's going to be lit. Uh, any more? No, we're good to go. All right. So we're going to go right. into first the topic. first topic right here. Round Okay. All right. So, new world order thinking versus old world order okay. thinking, Rolo. We talked uh, about this at lunch today. Yeah, we talked about yeah. it at lunch, and you mentioned it in your book. Yeah. Can you break that down for the people? So, these are the, um, this is one of the primary themes in my fourth book. And uh, you'll probably hear me talking about this on my own channel. I've, I've mentioned it a few times in my blogs, and I made a bigger deal out of it in uh, book four than anywhere else. The reason why I'm making a distinction between old order thinking and new order thinking is because it's my opinion, my take right now, that we are presently living in a new age of enlightenment. And if you have ever understood anything about the other age of enlightenment that we probably learned in your history classes, like back in, uh, uh, was it some like the enlightenment era thinkers of the time when it comes to like, uh, uh, fr- you know, personal choice, freedom of choice, that kind of stuff, um, we're founding ideologies or founding theories for this country, really, and for um, a lot of ideals when it, ideals when it comes to democracy and things like that. But so when we think of the the excuse me the uh, new uh, 
the new enlightenment, uh, you have to remember where the old enlightenment came from. So right around, and I, I mentioned this in the introduction of the book, is right around 1400, 1480, 1450, 80, mm -hmm. um, there was an invention called the printing press, mm -hmm. the, uh, the Gutenberg press. And at that time, we, you know, before that, you had to manually write out everything. So most of the books were Bibles. And, and if, if you were going to have a, an actual book or a tome, you had to actually read it. It was an illuminated manuscript kind of thing. Would have read the Bible back then because it's mm -hmm. Western Europe. And, and so with the advent of that invention of movable type and everything else, uh, literally almost overnight, the, the Western culture began to become more literate and they had more access to information. Uh, I've been joking about this in my advertising recently, but that's how you got Martin Luther, who uh, was uh, hammered the articles of uh, Protestantism to the, the, church, um, the church doors. And so you get Protestants versus Catholics because now the Protestants have access to the Bible that they didn't have before, and they have access to all this information. So literacy increased. Um, a, a, a thriving uh, business class or a merchant class kind of came up around this. You have, um, you have more access to more information. And with that, you have like social upheavals. And in some cases, you have like the high renaissance. So yes. now we can learn about perspective. And now we can learn about like painting and sculpture and all that, you know, uh, mathematics and all this. Uh, that's why we call it the renaissance, right? The rebirth. It was the idea that we have access to this information now. We're gonna, just going to go with it. And as a result of one invention that was increasing literacy and increasing interest in subjects and topics. And, and you know, if you were going to be a Renaissance man back then, you were well-schooled in a lot of different, different fields. Um, so one, one apple fell from the tree of knowledge. It was a Gutenberg press. And now it changes, fundamentally changes society forever. Mm -hmm. I see something similar happening with this right here. Bam. With your with what we're doing right now, yep. um, so we have an a, an amazing uh, invention called the internet that really started to take off. I'm, I just peg it right about year two thousand. So for the last twenty twenty one years, we've been living in a new age of enlightenment, and as a result of that, we're starting to reconsider and re rethink the way that we used to think about old order ways of thinking. Mm -hmm. So one of those happens to be the red pill. Bam. So. When guy and I just described this a second ago, when you guys asked me, how did you get into this? How did you start doing this? I'm, I just have a, a curiosity about this. I have a, a degree in, in, in behavioral psychology and that's about it. And I talk to a lot of people coming on this show right now. I wouldn't in any other era. I would never even have had the opportunity to know either one of you guys. Yep. I would not be able to talk to you guys on the, on on these TV, lovely Sony cameras, streaming, yeah. <laughs> uh, all, all of this stuff. Uh, I would not have been able, as I said, I would not have been able to publish my book because there was no such thing as self-publishing as few as, what, 15 years ago? Something right. like 2005, 2006 is when it came up. Mm -hmm. Now, along with that enlightenment comes a lot of bad shit, mm -hmm. but it also comes with a lot of good shit. Yep. Mm -hmm. And so we're kind of, as human beings, we're trying to sort of suss out um, what is what's the good part and what's the bad part. And it's forcing us right now to think in different ways. So we still cling to old order thinking because we think this is the way that it should work. This is how, this is how my values, uh, my ideologies, my religion, um, the way I think about men and women, what I've been taught about gender, right? When we were just saying, you know, I've always known these things were true, but I've never had anybody articulate them for yep. me. Only now 
can I articulate them for you as a result of the internet and as a result of this age of new enlightenment? So what that is doing right now is it's challenging our old order investments in what we think ought to be true yep. with new order data. Now, I'm not saying it's all accurate. It's some of it is fake news. Some of it is real news. <laughs> but I would not have been able to even write these books had I not had the access to the information I needed to reference for those books had I not had the internet. I would have had to go to the library or have an encyclopedia. Like, how do we do? How do we live before the internet? How do we live before we had every ounce of human knowledge on in our back pocket? I still wonder how people got around without GPSs somewhere <laughs> they never been before. We <laughs> talked about this with the girls last night. I, we're, I was mentioning about how dating has dating changed. Apps. I know we're going to get to that in a second, but this is a, a, a directly related to old order thinking versus new order thinking yep. in a new age of technology and a new enlightenment. And so we don't. Uh, prior to the internet, we met. Uh, women uh, at the clubs, right? Mm -hmm. We went. We, uh, we met them through friends, social situations, through yeah. school, through through our our religions, through our churches, um, and various other ways. And now, if you look at the stats, um, all of those old ways, the old order way of thinking about dating, are just declining. And there's one thing that's going straight up to the moon right now, and that's online dating. Bam. And so it's like Tinder, uh, Hinge, uh, Bumble, all, everything we mentioned last last night. I was fascinated with that because I wanted to get their take because they're young, you know, 23, 20 year old yep. girls. But they don't know that they're 23. They don't know that the way that their parents got together was, uh, you know, they saw each other at a club or something like that. Or they you know met through friends or yeah. whatever. That's kind of like a foreign land for them to even consider doesn't even enter their thought process yep. anymore. And so that's what I'm saying is we we've moved into this new age of of data and we have to find some way to process interpret and process that data and so the first part of this book the main theme of this book is the transition from that old order way of thinking into this new order way of thinking and we do that with our politics we do that with our religion we certainly do that with the way that we relate with with i in my own wheelhouse which is intersexual dynamics we certainly do it there and i had no idea that this was really going on until 20 years later Right. I was, it was just a curiosity. I'm just, I'm just this guy on a forum posting about how to get chicks. Right. Yep. Well, you give a global consortium, get a global consortium of guys, you aggregate all that together and you get enough guys together in the same room, whether it's virtual or whatever, they're going to compare notes. Yep. They're yep. going to want to compare data. Men are information based. Yes. So of course there's going to be alt fast seduction. Of course there's going to be pickup artists like mystery. Of course there's going to be some sort of codification and like, can we find a way to get laid? Yeah. Right. And because that's the oldest, most, you know, basic problem men have is yeah. reproduction. Mm -hmm. So they get together, they start talking about things and they don't realize that every generation prior to them never had the access that they have right now. And we just sort of take it for granted and it's changing up social situations and the way that we even we make friends and we relate uh, in ways that I don't even think we are still fully aware of. Right. right. Actually, you know, you know, it's funny, Arulo, I want to get your, your take on this, right? Uh, and then we get to super chats. Yeah, yeah. Sure. What's your take on social media impacting um, us today? Uh, overall, I would say relating to uh, dating. Okay. Um, from an overall perspective, I'll get to dating in a second. Um, okay. From an overall perspective, I think I'm going to quote Zuby here, and I think you guys know who Zuby yeah, is. Yeah. yeah, shout out to Zuby. Uh, I have a quote by him in book four, and uh, we are, and I'm going to paraphrase because I don't remember it entirely, but he said something to the effect that we have n never in human history have we had this kind of access, and we are still like woefully unprepared for dealing with sort of this worldwide 
uh, world religion. We're globalizing right now. Yep. Whether you like it or not, we are globalizing right now. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just saying that's where we're going. This yep. is where the train is headed. Uh, whether you like it or not is, is kind of up to you, but like how we are processing that as people, we some in some cases, we don't even realize that we are processing this. Mm-hmm. We're completely oblivious to it because we take for granted that we have a, a cell phone or we have access to the internet. And we're just, we're at a point in technology right now where we are trying to keep up. If we get to like something like quantum computing or we get to something where uh, an invention that really accelerates us, we're going to be like not knowing what the hell to do with ourselves. But uh, I think as far as social media is concerned, social media to me is the logical evolution of what people are going to do when they have access like this, when they have this immediacy, when they have this easy way of meeting people, um, interrelating with people, starting businesses. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we, we talk, if you talk to John from Modern Life Dating here, course, it's like yeah. you can start businesses that you could never have started back even just 10 years ago yes. now. Mm-hmm. So when you look at, you know, the guy, if the future belongs to the guys who can adapt and can innovate and can see like sort of the zeitgeist, see where the, the, the direction is going as far as technology and you have to stay on top of it. Yep. And that's what I was quoting Zuby about is that it's almost impossible for you to be 100% godlike on top of everything. Yep. Because as I've talked to you, it's like you, you guys were telling me, you know, Instagram is, is the number one dating app really, yep. if you yep. think about it. And I go, yeah, you're kind of right. <laughs> yeah. So I have to sort of keep, stay on my toes. But I also still have to go back and remember what the basics are. Yeah, like of course. What a, like Fundamentals. the basic human machine. Like how did we evolve? How do we become what we are? Why do guys want to get laid and girls want to go, eh? You know, why is it guys want unlimited access to unlimited sexuality and women want like quality and they want hypergamy, right? Yep. It's, it, that, why, is it, why do they want those things? We're still the same animals. We're just like in this age where we're trying to process all of this information that we never had to yep. before. Yep. Nice. So we got some super chats. Uh, go ahead, Chris. You got it. I'm not 25 watching right now. Oh, wow. Watching, 25 watching. Like the video. <laughs> Comment, subscribe. subscribe. Like okay. Comment below saying Filion's a dork. We are going to roast him this week. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> Keep liking it. I'll tell you what my top five albums are. There you go. I'm, <laughs> yeah. think. I'm writing them down. Uh, go ahead, Chris. You got uh, it. Zancoro 24, five bucks. Hey, waiting on a new book to come out on Audible. I'm mm. currently reading the, the Mark book of Pook. Thoughts? Good, good, uh, good start. Pook's man. good. Pook's good. Pook is from SoSwap. Uh, uh, we got Justin Chen, ten bucks. Working digitally from Hong Kong right now. Being RP on this side of the globe is ridiculous advantage because mm-hmm. everyone is BP as F. Uh, shout out to Rello, Myron, and Fresh. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Justin. great work. Justin. Japan, you, another guy I couldn't have talked. Oh, is he to. Japan? Okay, yeah, my bad. Hong, yeah. Hong Kong. Okay. Hong Kong. Uh, yeah, China. 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 Sorry. Don DeMarco, four ninety nine. <laughs> Where do I get a soundboard so I can super chat you to press the Don DeMarco button at least 10 times? <laughs> I'll have By to have way, you guys Rolo, give press me the... the Don button again and take a shot of like. Oh, oh man, he wants you to drink so bad. Yeah. No worries, coffee's fine. Don DeMarco. What else do we got here? We got a few. Uh, a couple of truths, five bucks. Welcome to my world. <laughs> Want to know why I do three hour uh, podcasts? <laughs> this is why. Chat, thank you guys for the support. Remember, Myron, I told you three years as the red pill goes mainstream because of the internet spreading reach is so fast. Don't worry. We're going to cover mm-hmm. that at the yep. end, Wavo. We're going to mm-hmm. talk about that at the end of future with the future wait, holds. Wait, wait, Go up a little bit. What? Who is that? Fresh? Yeah, someone's in the chat trying to uh, post that to you. So. Fresh Prince CEO? Just, that's not me, bro. <laughs> we got a poser in the Everybody house. Everybody does. All right. Oh, that is man. not me, man. Yeah. That is not fresh, guys. There's a poser in the chat. That is not Fresh Prince CEO. Uh, Monster spam him. 
uh, base and bearded, five bucks. Rolo, I've have I got three books on my coffee table: the Holy Bible, <laughs> TRM, and the Free Agent Lifestyle. Looking forward to debating my pastor with your fourth book. <laughs> <laughs> nice, there you go. Nice. Uh, Uncut Dating Truths, five bucks. Shout out to Fresh Marlon Rolo. Did you invent the RP? What year did it start? Did What's I the biggest that? difference between not, then and now? Can you, can oh, it go? That question will be answered later yes. on. A, a, question. Who started a lot of these questions though? you guys are asking are going to be answered in. in, in I can in, tell uh, you who didn't start it. <laughs> uh, who else? We got, um, got um, okay, David. We got David, David uh, Mac, Mac Lassen, 10 bucks. Thank, thank you, man. Thank you so much. Oh, hey. man. Yo. Hold on, mindset. Go ahead, Chris. You got it. Bulldog Monster in the house, $100. Rolo in the house, epic. So remember the first time, the first time listening to the audio version of the Rational Mail version. Thanks, uh, man. Thank you so much, John. Guys, go subscribe to John Sonmans from Bulldog Mindset, man. He's a good friend of mine. Makes excellent content, guys. Subscribe to his channel, please. Uh, shout out to John from Bulldog Mindset, baby. All right, King Chris. King Chris, five bucks. Quest for Rolo. What are your thoughts on the growing uh BP incel epidemic. <laughs> Big Chris will answer that. Don't worry, that's going to get answered as well in this uh, in this uh, outline. Epidemic. You guys are asking great questions, by the way. Yeah, for real. Because this is all stuff we have ready to go here for you guys. Y'all, the screenshots going on. Oh, wait uh, till a hairy butthole decides to uh, <laughs> chime in. That's one of my regulars. Uh, Jake, uh, Jake, two bucks. Fion looks like he enjoys eating cream pie. Big facts. Oh wow. <laughs> Shooting shots at no. Him, bro. No, you're not. Go ahead, Chris. Uh, Rollo, how do you see future for entertainment, uh, content, podcast, talk oh, shows? Oh, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got that ready for it's you, coming. Matt, Matthew. You already know what I'm gonna say. It's yeah. coming, it's, it's coming, man. All right, who's next? Uh, Roosevelt, Roosevelt Gainey. Gainey. Here we have Roosevelt Gainey, 10 bucks. I officially put Rollo up there with uh, Iceberg Slim, he's a tough uh, philosopher in our time. That's Hashtag compliment. salute. Hashtag salute. Thank That's you fire. so much, bro. Anybody else? Uh, let's see. If we have three more. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Kevin Abenz, five bucks. With the evolution of online dating, would the average guy getting the hot girl become a thing of the past? We're going to cover that too, man. Yeah, that's a good awesome, one. Awesome, bro. That's a good one. Rollo, hit it again. We'll copy to your drink. <laughs> oh, man. My bad. I hit accidentally. Uh, All right. And, and we caught up. And we caught up? Okay, cool. Um. So we talked about old word. Did you want to finish up old word? No, no. I, I think one? I probably covered that pretty pretty well. I, I I think the only part that I would probably add a little asterisk to is that I think that we are still at a stage where we cling to old order ideals in spite of knowing new order data. Yeah. So when we talked about like, and uh, I don't want to get political or anything, but we have a, a two party system here in the United States right now. Yep. And we ran an election uh, real well, really 2016 and this year based on old order ways of running an election. Yes. Remember Trump and the rest of these guys uh, and Hillary, even uh, they're old, they're 20th century brands. They're not 21st century yeah. brands. Yeah. We need somebody from, we need some go-getters from the 21st century who have new order ways of thinking about things, who understand what we're in and what we're involved in right now. And I think that uh, the, the, one of the main points that I write about in the book is uh, blank slate equalism and social constructionism right now is those two elements of society are probably the biggest problems we face mm -hmm. ideologically, like uh, 
I don't say philosophically, but like our base beliefs mm-hmm. come from those old order ways of thinking. Yep. So when we, t- we, we have a, a conversation here, we go, men and women are different. Yes. Oh my God. I yeah, can't facts. believe you said that. Yep. Why, why is that? Gets you banned off TikTok. Why exactly? That. Why is that com- controversial? When I say men should have standards and women and women have standards and men should have standards. Oh my God. I can't believe you'd say that. Well, are we equal or are we not equal? Yep. Feminism has never been about equality, but it's been based on the idea of blank slate equalism. Yes. It's been based on the idea of social constructionism as being the only way that we are what we are. Mm-hmm. When we talk about the evil patriarchy, the reason why you don't like fat chicks <laughs> or you don't find them beautiful is because some s- sinister society taught you you should only get with hot, you know, blonde hair, blue eyed, big boob girls. Mm-hmm. Um and you should really be into what's inside and, yeah, and, uh, exactly. and because what that says and, and most people who spout off this, you know, this rhetoric and don't know where it comes from. It comes from bl- the blank slate and it mm-hmm. comes from social constructionism. You take those two things away, those two old order ways of thinking, and you have to rewrite everything. Bam. All mm-hmm. of the things you want to talk about blue pill and red pill. You take those things, those old blue pill ways of thinking about things. And people don't know what to do with themselves. Yeah. They become black pill, right? Exactly. They, they don't know how to cross the abyss. And that's not just about like men and women. It's about a lot of other ways of thinking. Those two elements I get into in the book, uh, social constructionism and uh, blank slate equalism are two old order ways of thinking that need to die yeah. a, a very violent and quick death. Bam. All right. So we're going to transition over to the second topic. Round two. Uh, we got some super chats if you want to read it. We got oh, some yeah. super chats. Okay, let's yes. hit the super chats and we'll go on to the second one. I feel like I should have a status bar over here. <laughs> yeah, points. Yeah. yeah. Okay, ML 10 bucks. Hi, Arolo. Do you uh, do you think your fourth book could be an electric shock for the priesthood to understand they need to focus more so. on the manosphere and the negative sides of hypergamy? Good Ooh. question. That will be also yep. answered. Yes. I hope so. I hope so. That was my intent. You got Cam. Cam. Cam in the house. Shout out to Cam. 1999. Thank you, Rolo, for this literature, videos, and coaching on MOD's body language mastery you courses. You are welcome. After reading your books, I felt like I discovered a cheat code. <laughs> it was as if I was having access to information no one else had. Facts. There you go. Let's see. We got uh, how to fight with the F I T. No one wants to be chatted anymore. They hmm. want to be Frank Castle <laughs> and like the video because I hate the millionaire music. Yeah, bro. You guys got it. You got it. Yeah. Like the video, guys. You guys got to punish bad behavior from women, man. Guys, we are 964 live viewers. Hey, guys. Hey. Like the video. I'll get over a thousand. Like the video, we'll man. Over. We're going to head over Facts. a thousand. Let's do it. Facts. Okay. Then, so uh, Don DeMarco. Oh, right. Don DeMarco again. All right. Uh, go ahead. Read it. Put a Don then... DeMarco if you fought roller for president. <laughs> Don DeMarco. There you go. All right. Um. Okay, so we're going to move into – so this is a topic that I definitely – I can hardly wait till that guy comes over on my channel. Thank <laughs> you very much for that. Um, so hypergamy. Yes. There is no one in the world <laughs> that has done more research or broken this term down further than you do, than you have. If you look at the term hypergamy on, in, you know, on Google, Google, it's going to say the practice of marrying up. Mm. Well, you've taken it far beyond that. Mm-hmm. And you've applied pretty much a more contemporary lens on it with how women may select today. And it's a it's it's a flowing definition because it changes as women get older and older and change. And we discussed that yesterday. Can you tell the people break hypergamy down from A to Z? Okay. People? The elevator pitch. Here we go. Hypergamy. <laughs> um, so my relationship with that term and the uh, the concept, let's just say, 
Um, I, a lot of people get abusive. They get real, very literalist today, as you might uh, might guess, particularly on social media. Another unfortunate outcome of social media is yep. everyone turns into this literal autistic. Uh, you, that's not what it means, because in the dictionary, it says this. Well, <laughs> guess what? It's language and we can change. We can change the meanings of words if we want to. Yep. Uh, you know, and how dare you? Well, OK. Um, so. When I came across the term hypergamy, um, yes, the original intent of hypergamy actually came from like a 1955 or 1957 study uh, in uh, of the Indian caste system in India. And what it was was a sociological term. It wasn't a psychological term. And it was uh, used in reference to uh, a woman in that caste system and her tendency to marry up in the caste system so oh. she was always looking for the bigger better deal yep. which what we know is the bigger better deal uh i use that term sort of interchangeably with women's mating strategy which you guys know as alpha fucks beta bucks i probably just ruined your monetization alpha seed beta no, you're good you're good. fine okay um and I, I you know it's funny i tried to keep all the swearing words out of <laughs> and here i am swear. um so Alpha seed, beta need. Uh, what that comes down to is women's dualistic mating strategy, which is, and I mentioned this with the girls last night, uh, there's a difference between arousal and attraction. Yes. Arousal is the physical short term. Uh, I want to get with you and bang you right away. I asked the girls last night this. I said, have you ever had uh, a friends with benefits, right? Have you ever had a fuck buddy? Uh, I asked, also asked this was, uh, have are there guys you would have got with on the same night and just had sex with them and that, and you were done? And are there guys that you would consider boyfriend material? That's, mm -hmm. that's the nice way of saying it. Mm -hmm. uh, what I've just described is really hypergamy is the alpha seed beta need. So there's two sides of what, what women want in a guy is the guy, as, as they said, was they want a hot guy who's in shape, the six, 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 right? Six foot tall, six pack abs, six figure income. Yeah. And I don't know, whatever. Six inch wiener six or inch, higher. Yeah. Or, or more <laughs> wiener. I don't know. But so there's that, the physical aspects that are really visceral. It's very Darwinistic. It's very, uh, you know, I want a guy who's hot and can take care of me in bed and, and rock my world kind of guy, the alpha guy, the alpha male. That's why we say alpha seed, beta need, alpha mm -hmm. fucks, beta bucks. Mm -hmm. uh, the opposite side of that is the beta side. And I think a lot of guys get, get this a little confused because I, when we talk about somebody who's a beta, mm -hmm. they're predominantly beta. Mm -hmm. That means they're really that their only use is for the three P's. And the three P's are protection, provisioning, and parental investment and so when we when i start talking about alpha and beta uh that's where like people who are just sort of like normies will mm -hmm. will turn off because they'll say oh he's he's referring to alpha and beta may what's up guys myron Gaines here one half of the fresh fit podcast if you haven't heard about anchor by spotify it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place let me explain anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, guys, Anchor is totally free. You don't need to spend your own money. Download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Uh, beta in an unironic yeah. sense. And I'm like, well, hung up on the we have to start somewhere. It's yep. a terminology. I've, I've tried and t I've done this for... 12, 15 years now, when I talk about alpha, when I talk about beta, I'm talking about them as abstractions. I'm not saying 
you're literally a silverback gorilla and you're a wolf on the i you know the arctic tundra and yeah. you're an alpha wolf and that's the that's the comparison i'm yeah. making yeah. i watched um joe rogan and he had that guy from adam ruins everything and rogan nailed his ass to the wall but i it was like come on you're almost there joe you're almost there because adam didn't want to believe that there was anything like an alpha male and the reason why he didn't was because he kept going with like uh like terminology from the animal kingdom yeah do you really think we're silverback gorillas no dumbass yeah we're not actually you know silverback gorillas but mm. there are distinctions in human males that separate them from being a more dominant more competent human male and a less dominant and less competent yes. human yes. male it's merely okay? a term to placeholder right understand, so people can understand now, are yep. there similarities are there parallels between like primates and humans absolutely there are I'm not saying I, you can come to the conclusions you want to. All I do, I just work here, man. I just show you the <laughs> dots and you, if you don't want you connect the dots, man. Yeah. Yep. Here are the dots. You connect the dots if you think I'm wrong. Um, so hypergamy is one of those terms that everybody goes, oh, here's Rolo again. He's talking about hypergamy. Ah, that's all he ever talks about. Well, that's because it's very, very important yes. from a sociosexual perspective. Yes. Because we do, we the, the reason we do things as human males is because we want to get laid. Facts. We want to find Anyone else is lying. Yo. You know what I'm saying? We want a to guy's get biggest laid. inspiration to do something in life is to get laid. Let's be honest. And, yeah. so, and so even just talking about it and trying to compare notes and trying to understand women and like we're always trying to figure out, you know, what it is that we're we're natural performers yep okay so when you're a little kid and you're riding wheelies down the street and you're trying to get Susie's attention because you can ride a wheelie down the street nobody yep. had to teach you that impulse to do that you yep. do that naturally because you want the little girl to like you yeah you know and so and we do that when we're little kids all the way up to when we're adults all the way even when we're you know we got Alzheimer's and we're 90 <laughs> years old. We'll still do the Hitting on a nurse, thing. washing your ass, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, so <laughs> hypergamy is basically the uh, the female mating strategy, which is alpha seed, beta need, and how women can balance that better or worse, depending on what stage of life they happen to be in. Yes. The girls I was talking to you, we talked Young to you girls. last night, 23 years old, they can they have the, the world is their oyster, Yeah, right? Because they're at the peak of their sexual market marketability and it's at that peak that they have the options the the, the peak of sexual selectivity at that time usually assuming mm -hmm. they've maximized let's talk about the potential this. one of them had met with a disney star and another one was getting invited to uh, professional athlete parties mm -hmm. so they parties were attention mansion parties very high value men mm -hmm. despite the fact that they don't really you know let's be honest they, they're not they don't have status themselves you know they're not like nothing big but that acts these men. Why? Because just like you said, mm -hmm. Rolo, they're at the so, peak of their value. So terminology, and I'll just to put a, a period on the end of this, because this yep. is my favorite story about uh, hypergamy is I have for a very long time attempted to expand the definition of what hypergamy should be. It's not yep. just about marrying up. It's about women who hypergamy doesn't seek its own level. It's always looking for better. Mm -hmm. It's always looking for more. Like if a woman is a is a five or a six, she's looking for a seven or an eight. Yep. She's there's women have an attraction floor. Men do not have an attraction floor. Yes. So for women and it makes sense because that's how you how you get be better babies and that's how you have better lives. And it, it, it does not seek its own level. So. um so when when I'm talking about hypergamy, I talk about the alpha C, the the visceral sexual side, the I want the best genes mm -hmm. side of of women's mating strategy, and the I want the best, most secure life side of um, of hypergamy. Right. So there's the beta buck side, there's the alpha fuck side, and balancing those two. The problem is, is most women can't find that balance 
in the same guy. There you go. At the same time. Yes. At the right time. So when women get to be 28, 29 years old, their prioritization for what is acceptable in the long term is a whole lot different than when she was 23 years old because she's looking for something. I said that like yesterday, uh, the same, they're not looking for the same thing and they have the, they have a difference in what they need. And you know what? I told you guys this in the car. Mm -hmm. They know it. Yes. They know it. They knew it last night from from the time they're little girls, really. But they certainly knew back in, in when they're 23, they already said, well, you know, maybe in the future I'll want something different. Yeah. yeah, yeah you know yeah. damn well you will. Yep. <laughs> so guess what, guys? That's your information. That's your actionable information. How are you going to change? How are you going to act accordingly? How are you going to plan accordingly if you know that? How are you going to protect yourself? How are you going to leverage that to your best advantage yes. as, a, as a man? So when I talk about hypergamy, uh, it's, it's an expanded uh, definition of the word. And I'll tell you the greatest compliment, and he probably will never, never remember this, but I remember when Dr. Jordan Peterson was on Joe Rogan and he started talking about hypergamy in the expanded definition that I had been fighting for for like 12 years. Yeah. And now suddenly he's coming up with it on Joe Rogan. I'm, wow, that's amazing. You came up, you know. Yeah. Uh, but I was glad. I'm like, oh, thank God somebody else is using it. Someone this. else is using yeah. it. Yeah, man. And yeah. God, that's, that's the big thing. I think the secret is that hypergamy is flexible and it changes mm-hmm. based on the woman and where she is in life, man. Well, prioritizations, so right exactly. prioritizations. Like I think that's where a lot of the guys, too many guys focus on one side or the other when it comes to hypergamy guys who are in the black pill community, the incels, the guys who just want to beat themselves up because they're not six foot tall giga Chad. Yep. Those guys focus only on one side, yes. which is alpha fucks, alpha fucks. Oh, that's all she wants. She only wants yep. to do this. And if you don't look like this, then if you don't go do the, what the jaws are size, you won't have a jawline and yep. you won't be able to have, you know, a tape V taper and all this stuff. You would think that as much as these guys complain about looks that they would be like, gym rat gurus like they would be like here in miami looking like you know yoke to the max but that's not the case but they focus only on one side then my biggest complaint with jordan peterson for example is he only focuses on the beta buck side and that's the polite side yes when i asked those when you were socially acceptable when you were asking those girls what do you what is it that you want in a man Every single one of them, both of them, I, gu- I guarantee you any girl that comes through here will say the same thing. Yeah, they're, They will give you what they're attracted to, what sounds right, what's good in the long term. They're not going to go, I need a guy with a 10-inch cock and I need him to have like 26-inch guns and I need him to have a V-taper at 666. And right? treat me poorly. They, yeah, exactly. They <laughs> won't say that. that because yeah. that doesn't sound right. But what they will say in the long term for long-term security is he's got to be ambitious. He's yep. got to have drive. Money. He's got to have them ambition. Right? He's got to have uh, money. Uh, yeah. All these things. Financially secure. Everything know. they mentioned were related to one side of hypergamy. Yes. Beta bucks. The flattering long-term side. Sir, the yes. Long-term security. And the reason why women tend to focus on that when you ask them directly, because you're appealing to their reason. You're yes. not appealing to their emotion. Yes. Right. Giga Chad appeals to their emotion. Yep. And appeals to, to their loins and, the, and their emotion, right? Yep. But if you appeal to reason, they always default to the beta buck side of hypergamy, which is long-term security. Yep. Because, and if you would ask these girls, they would probably have agreed with this, is that women, you have to remember that when women are at their peak potential at like 23 years old, when men find them the most attractive, that only lasts for a very short portion, microscopic portion of a woman who I figure a woman's going to live to be 80, yep. maybe Small 90 years old lifespan. She's, she's got four, a four year window to find the best dude that she can yep. for the rest of her life. Exactly. Right? And so what, what a, a gynocentric social order does is it teaches those women or installs what I call social conventions. So that women will believe that they can perpetuate that 
their, their attractiveness and everything like that's why we say, oh, women don't hit their sexual peak until they're like 40, which is bullshit. Yeah, that's a lie, but, bro. Like, but women like to believe that because they think because what it does is it installs this sort of software in their head that makes them believe that they can be that their sexual market value is it isn't perishable. And it is perishable. Dude, Rolo yep. dropping bombs right now. Gems, right? Son, where'd you find this? <laughs> so, okay, we're going to uh, move on. I told you there's no there's no chats. elevator pitch. Super chats? Some okay. Chats. All right, let's hit Go some ahead. super chats. Go ahead, uh, Chris. Uh, we on. have Ricky Wesper, uh, 999, Legends of the House, enough respect, 100. Bang, bang. Thanks, bro. Second chat was on fire. Sydney PTF, Bob Sydney. Bucks, uh, big love to Myron, Fresh, and Rolo. Thanks for putting these together, uh, together gents. Hugely mm-hmm. beneficial for countless guys. Absolutely. Awesome, man. Absolutely. Play like it. Thank you, man. Thank you. Don DeMarco, uh, Beta PPP, Alpha 66, Rolo, yes. press Don DeMarco. <laughs> Don DeMarco. B-Boy number one, $2. Still young. Never heard of her. Yeah. Never heard of her. <laughs> oh, man. Shots fired. Mark C, 1999. Never ride passenger with Myron because all he does is text about work. Wishing <laughs> <laughs> I was Miami for this. Godspeed, man. Oh, wow. That's oh, funny. No. He said, oh, no. Oh, Tell my secrets. Uh, what else? We got some more. Shout out to Mark C. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate the support, my man. Uh, okay. Uh, Roosevelt Ganey, five bucks. I've read that in Primitive Society, the top men got all, literally the woman. Yes. Is monogamy going to die in the near Stay future? Stay tuned. Mm-hmm. Very good question. Stay tuned. That's going to get answered. We got oh, Link, Link in the house. Turn on my USB. <laughs> Chris, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, just talking through. Show respect. Uh, show respect to uh, Fresh and the Fit Game Masters. Shout out to Chris in the back. <laughs> and paying homage to Mr. Tomasi. You are the GOAT. Godfather, thank you. Link, thank you so much. And it's your time. Boom. <laughs> Sunny A, currently reading book four. And it's amazing. Shout out to Rolo and Myron and Fresh. The RP is going, it's going to the moon like, like crypto. crypto. Shout nice. out to Sonny, part of Fresh and Fifth Fam, bro. Yep, we're gonna we're gonna push it out there, man. We're gonna save as many guys as we can. It's gonna be a small percentage because there's so many simps yeah. out there, like Curtis Connor and Philion. But that's all good. Uh, what else <laughs> do we got? Cam, okay, back again. All right. Uh, four ninety nine. We love seeing Rolo go in rage mode. <laughs> fashion changes. <laughs> Absolutely, bro. Yeah, that whole right there. That whole portion about hypergamy. One thousand percent facts. We're gonna clip that. Uh, link again. Uh, ten bucks. Over Thomas Hopper asks this great in the chat. Uh, fresh and fit. If a girl sees a guy at a, at at her best, beta option. Does that still count as genuine desire? Mm. Uh, yeah, that's a good question. We'll answer that as well, Link. And thank you for that. Very good. Filion, I can give you a job after you lose all your subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Shout out to how to fight. You're going to watch this feed like a year from now. You go, who is he talking about? Yeah. Who is he? Filion. Okay, right, we good? Go. Okay, we got 1,100 1, live viewers right now, guys. 100. Like the video. Get Rolo's book. We're going to put the link uh, to his book on Amazon, guys. Go get it and write a how review, How many likes please. we got, bro? How many, how uh, we many? have uh, 6.96. Guys. Oh, yes. No. To uh, 800 likes. See, now we gotta plug everything right now. Yeah, okay, the, okay. Now we we're play going everything. to shamelessly sell Rolo's books <laughs> and the albums that R- Rolo likes. Hotep's books. <laughs> and I'm just gonna say one time: Patreon.com/slash/freshfit. And I'm gonna play this annoying "Who Wants to Be a Millionaire" tune. We until need. We get 800, 800 likes. Hey, Hunter. So we have a Hotep. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna get up. Hotep. Hotep. Come no, 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 no. Just, just going on uh, mic three. Mic three. Okay, yeah. yeah. Oh, we need a chair. You can steal my chair. We gotta get the other chair and everything like that. Yeah, guys, don't forget. Rolls book called Religion, fourth book on Amazon, right? Amazon. Is it anywhere else? It's on Kindle and Amazon. Gotcha. That's what's that. It will be, by the way, it will be on Audible right around the middle of March. Got it. 
Because I know you guys like driving in the car. Like, Sam Bada is working on it right now. Oh, yeah. Diligently. Is he coming out today? No. no I wish. Not. I I should have had Sam come out. Right. Yeah. Let uh, Hotep do his thing. Oh, man. Hotep. Sandinista. <laughs> Fresh, how are you, my friend? Yeah, what's up with the, with the turban, bro? <laughs> you going to Dubai? The turban is for culture. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow's show is going to be lit. Yo, I can't Tomorrow's wait, man. What's up, man? Oh, have you read God. The Rational Mail before? Well, sir, I have the president. What the fuck is wrong with I have you? the author. <laughs> I don't need the book. I have the author here. React to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys, for real, though, like the video, comment, subscribe. Also, check out Hotep. And look, there you go. Come on, guys. 50 likes. Let's get it up. You got to. You guys, are you familiar with Jim Rome? Do you know who Jim yeah, Rome is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's what you got to. That's that's the voice you got to imitate. Is Jim Rome? Well, wait, react to me. Have a take. <laughs> I'm kind of. I can't do it, bro. <laughs> I can't. I, I, can't I know do it, he's man. got a distinct voice. Damn. He's got Bible quotes in this bitch. I do. I do. Quote, Guys, we need quote, 50 likes. Let's get it up. Yeah, how much likes we got right now? Yeah, 779. You know, I, this book looks deep. It is. It's 400 pages. Hold so. on. Feminine mythology. <laughs> Optimal hypergamy. Guys, we're at 778. We're almost there. Holy crap. That was I quick. Know, that was quick, huh? Let's go. Keep going. The covenant versus the contractual. Yo, marriage. guys, should we have Rolo um dissect Kiki Clout on live? Oh man. That'd be pretty oh, that funny, right? Be yeah. That would be epic. Actually, both of y'all should, should dissect that. Yeah. Her. That would be epic. Show me the chat. Somebody show me the motherfucking Yo, chat. Yo, if you get screen. us up to what? How, how many likes do we need? Somebody? You know what? If you get nine, your mom. Get to nine hundred likes. Nine hundred likes. We'll have we will do Kiki. Hotep and Rolo dice at Kiki in person in studio. How about that? Kiki, Kiki Cloud, the girl that was twerking on the table. Oh, she's man. a porn star. Oh man. Oh man, that's gonna be wild. Her to my room. <laughs> so that's gonna guys. be wild. Extra guac. Great show, Myron. Fresh, Fresh Rolo and Tom, Tom Brady. Brady. You guys are the goat. There you go, man. How many Tom likes Brady? Yeah. 50 more yeah. likes, guys. We guys have almost right there. Now. 50 more likes. Patreon.com slash Fresh Fresh Fit Fit. Oh, yeah. Make sure you join the Patreon. Finish her. We're going to have oh, titties. Finish her. Angel Lakes already. Kiki Cloud. Uh, we're there. Guys, we made it. <laughs> Angel Lakes. <laughs> That was quick. Oh, yeah. 900, bro. You know what? 900 likes, brothers. <laughs> we need. Wait, hey, play the music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Which button is it? Which button is music? Guys, we need. I never, likes. I never do this. I, I, I apologize. I never do this. Once again, guys, check out the um, should, huh? Rolo's uh, book, Religion, Amazon, soon to be audible, and also on. Show blackmail. Blackmail you for likes. There you go. <laughs> um, oh, Hotel, what's, what's your stuff? Brian Sharp. Co. Brian Sharp. CEO. You got a good book too. Uh, as I remember, it has a very, very attractive cover to the front of that. <laughs> I have the most awesomest cover in the history of books. <laughs> and it was created by the none other than Rolo motherfucking Tom. Oh, wow. I didn't even know. Yeah, yeah I did. The immutable laws of the masculinity. The unbreakable laws. laws I mean, of masculinity. I'm going to ask this tomorrow, but how'd y'all meet? God, online? Twitter? On Twitter, Paul's no homo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we met on we met on Tinder. It's oh, <laughs> a backstory, but you're gonna have to get us up to 900 likes before we can. Oh yes, yeah. 921 right now. 821. Yeah. 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 Guys, get 
get the hotepnation.com yes, right now. There's the beef on the streets. Yeah. This is exclusive drops right here. We got a shirt for you, actually. You do? Oh, Nation. Yeah. But I mean, like, for me. Oh, got yeah, you should beef get with the Libertarian the rational, Political Party. The Rational Man. The Rational Man. There you go. Big old red. The Rational Man. <laughs> There's no such thing. Yeah. I remember oh, that. Oh, for real? I remember that. Hold on. How many likes are, are we at right now? We at 832. 832. 70 more likes. 70 more likes. Guys. See, you guys can do it. He said, he said, it's 900, Zachary. 900 guys, more fucking we're also likes. 100 subscribers away from 20k, guys. Guys, <laughs> stop what you're doing right now. 100. Sub, sub to the channel, guys. We're 100 away from 20k, and that's gonna be like a whole celebration here. Yo, if we hit 20k on live, I'm yeah. gonna get drunk on stream. I'm gonna take shots. Of oh, that's something. Yo, do we have guys, champagne? Yeah. If, that's you wanna see, if you want to see Myron drunk out of his, that's I'll something you want to see again. That's something I want to see. Oh, wait, 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 read that. Who's that black sheep? Oh, black sheep. No, we're we we already two super chats in a bit. Uh, okay, we gotta wait. Yeah, like we, we need nine hundred likes, likes, fellas. You can see Myron drunk with two bimbos. Go tell your friends. No, he Bro. said he said fresh. He said if we hit twenty k likes on stream. Sorry, sorry, twenty k likes. Pause, fresh. If oh, we hit twenty k likes tonight, likes. twenty k subs. Myron's gonna on get stream. sloshed. Myron Gaines will get drunk on air. Yeah. With two bimbos. Oh, guys, twenty k with the hose around oh, oh. it. Wait, wait, guys, we are at 20k subscribers oh, on air with Roll in the office and Hotep Jesus. How many is it? How many are you at right now? Oh, you mean likes? Oh, oh. we had uh, 850, 864 likes. Guys, we hit 20k on the air. And we just hit I'm 20k the, I'm the kingmaker. Just like that? Dude. Oh, <laughs> man. Viewers? Oh, my God. Oh, he's not oh. playing, fellas. He pulled out the, the big bottle. Hey, Greg Goose. Tito's handmade vodka. You guys are seeing history oh, in the mix right now. This thing is cold, man. Oh, you got oh, the Pat Ron. Oh, I got to get you some tap. Oh, man. <laughs> I got to get you some tap right whiskey. Wait, y'all might have to, y'all might have to let me hit I this Pat Ron. I need to see some Ron. of my brands on Wait. There. Is Willow going to drink a White Claw today? No, <laughs> He's like, no. He's like, no. And actually, I'm going to read a few chats because we're going to lose them soon. Okay, go. 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 Uh, go five go bucks. Extra guac. Great show. Myron, Fresh, and Rollo. Tom Brady. You, you guys, guys are, are the goat. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. We got uh, we Avid got... Hiker, 20 bucks. Wishing the best to the French family. Salute to the Godfather. Shout out to you, brother. Appreciate that, man. Iflex, $20. S-E-K. Why do women know. love foreign guys? The foreign guys have a question. We want to say that soon as well. Why do women love foreign because guys? They they're different. Because they're out of, out of tribe. They different, uh, man. Perfect. Red Pill Mike, five bucks. Fillion sounds like the result of Mr. <laughs> McFeely and Mr. Rogers smashing each other. And producing a child against the laws of what nature. the heck? <laughs> uh, we have Don DeMarco, four ninety nine. Well, half about twelve uh, slash uh, thirteen hundred viewers. By the time touch. you read this, Here, I'll do it myself. Don DeMarco. Don DeMarco. We need at least one k <laughs> likes. No exceptions. Rolo in the building. Special night. Likes are free. Don DeMarco on it. Guys, we're at eight seventy eight likes. Guys, we're almost at nine hundred likes. Guys, and guess what? All your questions are going to be answered after 900 likes. So if you want your, your, your questions answered, go ahead and get the likes up. Our pretty much. Rebel Fitness, 499. Um, Filion sounds like Matthew McConaughey's legitimate son. Damn. Guys, if I miss super up. chats, please at me in the chat. I will scroll up and I'll read it. Uh, we got Dexter. Dexter. Dexter Tugwell, Motivation, five bucks. Greetings from Jamaica, Rolo. You're Jamaica in the house. Understand female nature. Think of yourself. And how a perky works. Thank you. up to Fre- Myron and Fresh. Enough respect. God bless. That's really Job bless. Up, man. Job uh, bless. Ben Flavor, Red Pill Aware, 10 bucks. 
Rollo keep telling the same clear message until his face turned blue. Mm-hmm. Men are refusing to get it. Respect to the Godfather, Myron, and Fresh. Yeah. Guys, I'm only don't one man. You have we to almost have the like goal. Spread Make the sure word. you hit the like button. Each guys, tell one. Sub to the channel. Steal your mama's get the merch, cell phone. Fellas. Log on to YouTube and press the like button. Exactly. Oh. There it is. One more. Nine, one more. Nine, 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 nine Go. There it is. Boom. All right. Good job, you fellas. Good job, it. fellas. See? Supporting the cause, man. What's up? Come in here and work his magic. There you go. <laughs> you know what's funny? Hotep Jesus, he performs miracles, man. Yeah, he does perform miracles. <laughs> so, and hey, we got, got a double n- check here. Go ahead. 99, 99. Dollar chat. The black sheep. The black sheep. All right. Don DeMarco, Martin. Yep, Don, Don Thank DeMarco you, for that one. Thank you, man. Appreciate Don that. Hi, Rolo. Uh, Recently, I've been seeing lots of females convert to Islam. Mm-hmm. They're between the ages of 26 and 37. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's a move to expand their SMP or a sincere conversation, a conversion? To me, it comes off as a I found God moment based on their age. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, epiphany face. I, I would make a direct connection if that I, I would need to see the numbers and the stats and what you're talking about. But if it's just like what you're seeing anecdotally, I would definitely say particularly that age. Yes. Uh, epiphany phase looking for the long term security that I was just talking about a minute ago. Bam, bam. Okay. All right. Before uh, we had 900 likes, before yeah. you had 20,000. We're going subs, back to before, the- <laughs> all, before you had a thousand guys. Thanks to Rolo. <laughs> Well, thanks. Shout out to Rolo Tomasi, man. For Best time here, to get 20K subs is with Rolo in the house. Um, Do uh, we got more Super Chats? Yeah, we got we have to get them more. Okay. Uh, you, uh, Don DeMarco Fire 9, you simps invest in the P-Sleeve. You never get <laughs> you, you never get the Invest P-sleeve. into the Manosphere program, <laughs> books, and Patreon courses, and YouTube vids. Hashtag Rolo Press the Button. <laughs> oh, man. Yo, keep, yep. it, keep it there, bro. Keep yeah. it there. Yeah, yeah I'm just gonna... I, I really... I'm, I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> I have to give you my, my sound drops. I got to give you my South Park. Yeah. Oh, wow. We got. Uh, oh, man. Punch. These things are coming coming in hot. All right. We'll read these and then we're going to exactly keep going with the, we're gonna keep going with the show, night. guys. Yeah. Because we still got a few I, I topics I to hit why. here. <laughs> I'm not going to start getting lit yet, but I will start eventually. All Dude, right. You're going to be hammered by the time those girls. Dude. <laughs> Dude. Hold on. Guys, Myron being being lit. It's not no joke. It's going to be a crazy show, guys. It's rare. Yeah, it's very rare. Uh, <laughs> Don DeMarco Wine 9. I'm Guyanese. What a Hennessy at, bro. Hey, I'm a Guyanese. Oh, okay. Scott boy. <laughs> Roland uh, Colthurst. I guess I'm in charge of this now. <laughs> there you go. That was easy. It's not a boy effect. Rats on 20K. Oh, so that was easy. I got to find that one. I got it. I got you. All right. Continue on, Chris. Uh, Still sleeping, bro. That hey. was easy. <laughs> 50 bucks. Super chat. My favorite bros all in one stream. Keep up the great work and keep spreading the word to men everywhere. We need this message out there. Congrats yep. on making it 20K subs. 100K by the end of this year. Hashtag Don DeMarco. Thank you, man. Yo, toast to it, John for Bulldog Mindset as I drink my White Claw no, so I can no, watch no, my no. figure. No, so, so sleeping, bro. So sleeping, bro. So sleeping, bro. Yeah, yeah. You got the same logo color scheme. Okay. Uh, oh, that was a joke. Oh, man. No, I no, thought no. that was a joke. Oh, okay. No, you're blind. <laughs> I am blind. I don't got my glasses. Okay. CGK2. Congrats okay. on 20K. Thank so, you, man. I need an excuse to drink this so white claw. Yo, you know what? Real quick. Can we can we bring Ryan on here? Yeah. Yeah, real quick. Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just, just say, you know what I'm saying? As a thank you for coming. Put your face on. There you go, man. <laughs> Shout out to Ryan, man. Supporting us from all the way from Colorado. You're One of the fresh Colorado. fam members, there you go, man. man. Let's all right, bro. Uh, Christian. Thank you, Ryan. Matizo. 299, Myron about to commit some. Hair it's already hair. happening, man. <laughs> it's already happening. Okay. Uh, Christopher, uh, uh, Fakey, 
799. Shout out to the Rational Mail for being my first taste of the RP. Don DeMarco mm. for 20K subs. Also, thanks to <laughs> Philion. <laughs> also, thanks to Philion for leading me to your channel. Thank you, oh, Philion. Nice. Oh, okay. Wow, thank you, man. Hey, yeah, man. Thank you for that, bro. Welcome. Appreciate that. Welcome, brother. Link 10 bucks. Please order up some champagne for Rolo. You know what? Oh, for the, for, we should get lit tonight, bro. Yeah, we. Yeah, I think we are going to. We're going to be a celebration. <laughs> Rolo, Rolo, would you go to the club with us? I'll go to the club with you. Oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, if you, okay. Got, you might go. see us at the it's strip club later. Yeah, okay, let's go. I you thought guys... you got kicked out of that place. You told me you, told me you got 86 from that. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Okay. Oh, man. All right. We will not speak about that. Okay. Am I wrong? We got Don. No, you're right. <laughs> we got Don the Marco. Uh-oh. Again. Shout out to Fresh. I'm Guyanese. I'll make some curry. Yo, curry <laughs> is good, man. Yo, Rolo, you, you ever curry? Oh, I love curry. See, Roland knows about Caribbean food, guys. He knows Haitian food, Haitian food, Dominican, uh, Dominican food, Dominican food, uh, Puerto Rican food, Cuban food. Oh no, he read yeah. that one. Please order some champagne. Thank you, Link, for that. All right, thanks, what Link. else, Shit, fellas? Uh, Josh Holloway, five bucks. Rollo, what's the psychology between no con, no contact, and why do women start to become re-attracted when you drop contact? That's going to be covered here in, in the next section. We'll pick it up. Yeah, question. Uh, Sydney PTF just bought Hotep's book thirty, 30 seconds ago. ago. Hey, Rollo's nice. Book already on my shelf. Bam. Hold yeah. up, you got a sale. Okay, uh, non seeker, seeker. 699. He's taking a dump. Uh, can you guys ask a girl to drink as well? The last video where the girls were drunk revealed so much. We, oh, guys, we you know what? Body language. We'll have them drinking from before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that for you guys. Uh, Sydney P- PTF, two bucks. PS, grass on 20K. Thank you, man. Well deserved. Hard Thank work, you, man. man. Still think, bro. Myron Blind ass thing. Yeah, I can't see without my glasses, guys. Facts. Guys. Okay. And the last one. Uh, working out with Wayne, 199. I'm flying down from DC tonight. Turn up. Oh, nice, man, bro. It's lit. Nice. Okay. All right, and Wayne. One more. <laughs> 499. I've had a great run dating on relationship wise. 40 in two years. Oh, one night stands. Oh, okay. Oh, one night stands. Yeah. Uh, 40 in two years under six figures. No kids right now. Best to focus on myself or to maximize peak SMV when we will talk about that as yep. well. Okay. Yep. So right. what we, should I do? So we're gonna move, we're gonna we're gonna go back to regularly scheduled programming, guys, yeah. here. Okay. Okay, so now we're gonna hit religion and, and the red, red pill, pill, guys. Because this is this is uh as you guys know, I grew up Muslim, so I'm gonna really yeah. be paying attention to this section. Uh Rolo, can you tell us a little bit about religion and the red pill? The the main purpose, the main reason why I put this together was because I saw a lot, as I was saying before, like I saw a lot of guys sort of intermingling their uh, blue pill conditioning with uh, with religion, with the religions that they have. And you'll still see this today. And, and I don't, maybe it's not in your feeds, but certainly in the manosphere. It's been around um, really, I think, since the early days, since the mid 2000s. And again, uh, like I was saying before, one of the main reasons I started writing this book was because guys would say, I'm a Muslim and I believe. I see exactly what you're talking about here, but I can't put it into practice. I can't spin plates. Yeah. Right. I, I, I don't believe in premarital sex. Uh, my family is going to prearrange a marriage for me. Mm-hmm. That's another aspect of, of religion. And so I started asking questions like, well, what's the what's the latent function of that? Like, why would that even be a thing? And why is I, I really wish I would have asked the girls this last night. But when it comes to like prearranged marriages, mm-hmm. why do women just go? Oh. They, they recoil when you uh, oh, are yeah. so repressive. That's so barbaric. Yeah. You know, you don't let me fall in love and find it. And I think a lot of people don't realize that the idea, the, what I call the romantic ideal, which is a, a another very important theme in the book, is uh, that we didn't always used to think this way. So what we've done right now is we've incorporated into our even our most orthodox religions today, 
uh, what I call the romantic ideal. Mm -hmm. And the romantic ideal is this, is that you're supposed to lift that woman up to be the, she's, it's like pedestal. I literally, <laughs> yes, yeah. you want to know where pedestalization of women comes from? It comes from the romantic ideal. Mm. You will see that in, com, in in mythological literature. You'll see it in Shakespeare. You'll see it in uh, even Ovid, like from way back in, in ancient Greece. You will see this sort of, you know, this divine love for, for the woman. And really what it is, is just this lifting up of a human female, right? If you just break it down to like, okay, this is a human female. This is a human male. Why does the male worship the female why mm. does the why does the male feel like he has to has to lift her up and, and make her more than he is so that she will like him and really what it comes back down to is uh the ideal of well the romantic ideal but that comes from what we know as courtly love and not all societies have had this this has been something that's been going on for uh really i i mean our our common notion of like what chivalry is for example chivalry had nothing to do with women in the very beginning, chivalry in the midi in the Middle Ages and was a sort of a code of conduct between very violent men who had access to horses and armor and they were beating oh, the hell out of each other. Okay. But they had a, so it was what's called brigandism, right? They had these guys who were just it was lawlessness. And so what would happen is people would congregate around wealthy landowners like the fiefs and the and the and the you know the slaves and the commoners would because they needed that protection. And so they had to organize something around this. And they had a code, what was called the code of chivalry. Mm -hmm. And it's not just in Western Europe. You also had this in the Bushido code in like Japan, for yep. example. So it's not, it's not just a, a Westernized ideal. It's a masculine patriarchal ideal. And so chivalry as it was intended was meant to be a code of honor between men mm. and women were, you know, they might've like, you know, uh, factored in a little bit on the side, but, no more than your duty, your fealty to your uh, your noble or your your land or your nation or your tribe or whatever. It played upon men's sense of like martial honor, and so that's where chivalry kind of came from. But later on, towards like say the the beginning of the Renaissance, right around uh, maybe it was a little bit before that, but uh, there, there became the ideal of uh, the romantic ideal, which is courtly love, and so wealthy noble women inserted into the chivalric code. You got to take care of women. You got to mm. earn Milady's favor. You got to play her games. You got to you got to lift her up. Got to be a white knight. Uh, so, <laughs> and and in the book, I make I, I make mention of this is that chivalry, the way that we know it, the romanticized version of chivalry that we know today. Like if you go and you watch like King Arthur or Robin Hood or any of these like the movies like in Hollywood, just loves the romantic ideal. I just always loved the romantic ideal. But the romantic ideal is this: is that you men are less and they must gain access to Milady. Mm -hmm. So you got to carry her books home from school, Johnny. You have to do these things. You have to merit and earn the woman's love and trust and everything else. All the all the beta buck side of hypergamy. You've got to do. You've got to qualify yourself. And that's one of the things that like the early PUAs did was they flipped the script. Yep. You buy me a drink. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm I'm the shit. You're not the shit. You qualify to me. Yep. Ne neg hits and all these. And you want to know why people hate PUA so much? Is because it flips that script that they've been taught by the blue pill about mm -hmm. the romantic ideal that if you if you were to do these things, she would never go out with you. Any girl who has self-esteem wouldn't go out with a pickup artist. Unfortunately, <laughs> those guys are are the only reason you know their names is because it worked. Yep. Game worked. Yep. yep. But uh, so the romantic ideal is this is that it's um, it worked. It's worked its way into sort of our, our social fabric and it's not just um it's not just in christian cultures it's in jewish cultures it's in muslim cultures it's in our sort of global secular culture and remember what i was saying about the new order and the old order in that in that new order the 
the basis of gynocentrism is on the romantic ideal. Mm-hmm. So men have to qualify to women, and that's just always going to be the way that it is because women have sex, right? Mm-hmm. Women are the, women have what you want, and they're the vulnerable sex, so you have to protect them, yes. and you have to do all this this good stuff to mm-hmm. qualify for their attentions. Yep. And so how do we do that? How do we convince guys to be monogamous? How do we convince guys to be uh, to to put women above themselves? Well, we, we come up with mythology. We come mm. up with religion. We come up with uh, an ideal that says – uh, romance and true love, true love, true uh-huh. love, true is, love is the uh, is the <laughs> true love is the highest ideal. It's the yeah. highest goal, and so I explore in the book also like our understanding of what love is according to how we're socialized to believe in the romantic ideal. Yep. So when I talk about how women and men's concepts of love differ, mm-hmm. that's where that comes from. So it's not always like the way that we did marriage in the past, the way that we we had intersexual relationships in the past is not how we do it now. Yep. So those are those are some of the themes that I, I hit on. But the romantic ideal is very important because it it puts men into a default state of having to qualify. You want to talk about the, the burden of performance. Yep. Where men have to become and women just are. Yep. That right there is the, the perfect analogy of the romantic ideal. I just am and you have to measure up to my expectations. Yep. Uh, the woman is the measurement of that man's self-worth, his competency, his dominance. Are you the most dominant guy in the group? Yeah, well, then I want to bang you. Like yep. Women want guys that other men want to be and other women want to And Mr. talked about this in his book. Uh, he, he came up with a, a, an array of, se- I think it was seven attraction triggers and one of the big ones was uh, leader of men. Right. So, so what happens, yeah. and, and just to, to put, put the period on this, is that romantic ideal has found its way into our religions. Okay. And we don't even know that it's there, but we just we presume that it's there. So It's accepted. If I, I, um, I have gotten into some very extended debates about the soulmate, the soulmate <laughs> myth. Oh, yeah. One-itis is what the PUA is called, but it's the soulmate myth. The soulmate myth was established as sort of this mythological ideal to keep people in monogamous relationships. Yep. You're my one out of the millions of people that are here on planet Earth, <laughs> and if I lose you, I can't live without you. And in some <laughs> cases, men literally can't yep. live without them, and they kill themselves as a result of exactly. that. So um, they, the, those ideals, those, the, that socio-sexual interaction between men and women finds its way into our belief systems. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I explore in, in, in book four. Bam. Yo. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll hit Super Chess and we'll hit the next topic, which uh, this one is going to be a good one on the next one. Uh, go ahead, Chris. You got it. One second. Uh, we missed one from uh, Ricky Wesper, uh, a Webster. Uh, Super Chat. I know some women in their 40s who still believe that they can get any man they want. <laughs> be please. Simply delusional. Wow. And there's I, a I, million black pill guys going, yeah, because they can. All yeah. they do is spread their legs and yeah. anybody just o- drops Older in. chicks, bro, a lot of the time they be stupid, thinking that they can get <laughs> stupid. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Okay. <laughs> work out with Wayne 199. I'm flying down from he, DC I tonight. think we read that one already. Yeah, already Thank you, Workout uh, Wayne. Okay. I think this one is new. No, he read that one too. Yeah. He read that one. One second. I've answered uh, Gregor. Thank you, man. Two bucks. Tom D. Mm-hmm. Uh, New Zealand in the house. Right. New Zealand. Shout out to Rashad Mel. Life changer. That's where I'm going to move. Bam. New Zealand. Uh, Don DeMarco, 199. Rolo, I'll watch the 1030 podcast. Hashtag <laughs> drink alcohol. Drink alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're going to have another show. It's going to be good, guys. We'll have some ladies in the we'll house for that one. Uh, Sajade, uh, $64, uh, $20. Is there a religion uh, more complete for optimizing the 
male and female sexual mating strategy than Islam. Women get an alpha and men get more than one woman. Yeah, man. Islam, Islam had it right, bro. I mean, well, and don't worry, we will we will talk about that as well. And stay tuned. I'm going to bring uh, Abu American also. And we're going to discuss yeah. this. Wando, uh, uh, five dollars. Yep. I have practical and intellectual understanding of all the RP content, but at times the end goal feels a bit too individualistic and nihilistic thoughts. Hey, man, reality doesn't conform to your like to, to feelings, bro. You know yep. what I mean? It is what it is. Uh, um, what else do we yep. got? So that's all we have. That's all we got. Perfect. Yep. <laughs> okay, we got Hero in the house. Hey, Hero! <laughs> Shout out to Hero. Trouble. Yeah. There you um, go. <laughs> so the next topic, guys, we're going to talk about is the globalized sexual marketplace. Um, and we touched on it a little bit earlier, but mm-hmm. this is very important to talk mm-hmm. about, especially with, you know, as you guys know, me and Fresh, we, we specialize in social media type game, with Instagram. Instagram, everything like that. Our DMs on the man course. We talked to you guys about how to leverage Instagram to get women. And, you know, we basically had 10 modules in there, but we had a bunch of Zoom calls on different topics with it. And uh, Rolo's also talked extensively about glo- the globalized sexual marketplace. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rolo, it, can you, I guess, define what the globalized sexual marketplace is na- uh, in today's day and age and then like how sure, it's changed the sure, dating market? Sure, sure. Um, as I was saying before, when we were talking about like the new, the new, uh, new age of enlightenment, right? The new uh, old order thinking versus new order thinking. Uh, we are, and I don't think this is any shock to anyone, but we constantly hear, um, usually it's in political streams, but we hear about uh, globalization. And we talk about globalizing markets. We talk about globalizing, you know, uh, you know political powers and things like that. Um, but it's much more than just that because now we're putting everybody in the same room. So whereas before you had your uh, your family, your tribe, your nation, your your region, wherever nations. Was, yeah, wherever, <laughs> wherever you were was sort of your localized place, your localized marketplace. We can look at it in, in terms of economy. I look at it in terms of intersectional dynamics. So while we can talk about uh, globalizing an economy or one world economy or one world politic or one world religion, there's also a global sexual marketplace that has taken that is really now rapidly, I think more rapidly than any, th- any of these other markets, um, more rapidly has, has become something that we've had to deal with. We just don't realize that we're dealing with it. And I think a lot of guys are, again, remember I said that we're having to interpret these new way, this new data with old order ways of thinking. Yeah, yeah. So our old order way of thinking about intersexual dynamics was what I called the local sexual marketplace. So we're here in Miami right now. And we were seeing lots of beautiful women walk by yep, and, and, yep. and you, you're talking, this is like the Olympics of game, right? You have to have like, like a game when yep. you come here, you have to be a professional. This is, this is professional game, right? Yeah. Here. Yep. Um, if you're in Butte, Montana, your game <laughs> in that local market, in that local sexual marketplace, there's a lot more room. There's a lot more margin for error. Right? Yeah, the for the sure. barrier to entry for a, 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 a Butte, Montana seven is not this barrier to entry for a, seven here on south beach yes okay? yeah so that's the localized thing and as i said before back in the day before the pre-internet pre-new enlightenment we had um the way that we met men men and women got together was through family through school through uh you know their Bible social circle study, social most guys circles, meet women through social circle games social circles um their religion um what at work is another one like the you had to be in the vicinity of that person and so that's what i i sort of refer to as the local sexual marketplace and for a very long time that was all you got if you grew up in a small town and there were only like four eligible chicks in that town that you could get with odds are you're probably going to get with one of those girls if you're in 
Miami, if you're in New York, you're in LA, <laughs> yeah. that's a much larger pool of that. That's a bigger local sexual marketplace, but that's yeah. what that is. And then there's little sub marketplaces in between that. Now we have entered into a global sexual marketplace. And this is the example I usually give is m- one of my best friends, Ray, he's a Filipino and okay. uh, Filipino as a Filipino, uh, as you probably know, they're very short men. Yes. Yeah. Right? yeah. So uh, the average height of a Hilip- uh, a Filipino, a Filipino is <laughs> a jalapeno. Uh, I want to say, I, I'm pretty sure it's like five, five or five, four. Yep. I'm not really sure what the stats Whereas are. an American guy is five, nine, five, right? nine yep. is the average size for or average height of, of a man. Mm-hmm. So, Imagine this, you're a Filipino man and it's prior to the Spanish coming over ah. and colonizing the Philippine Islands, right? Yep. The tallest guy on the Philippine Islands, maybe he's five six. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's five seven. And that dude is like like he's the shit, right? Yeah. I mean, hmm. like women want to get with that guy because height is one of the most universal attraction cues for women. Mm-hmm. Yep. So the the tallest man that any Filipino woman has ever seen is five seven. Yeah. Then the Spaniards come over and one of those guys is five, nine, mm-hmm. not even six feet, which we are, you know, you, you talk about all the time. He's, yeah, he's five, nine and holy shit. He looks different than anybody that's on this Island. He looks, he's taller than these guys. Mm-hmm. He's got a gun. He's got, you know, he's got armor on or whatever else that he's got from, from that particular time period whatever, when they came over. Mm-hmm. And so now you've gone from that localized sexual marketplace to uh, that the Philippine islands, and then maybe the men of Spain who are now coming over and colonizing your island. Now, this is just an example I use, but so now that's the benchmark. Yep. Five, nine. Yep. Five, I, can, nine. I can get, I'm, I can get a guy who's five, nine. Yep. Well now that's what's happened is the global sexual marketplace has intruded into that local sexual marketplace. Yes. And so what happens is women say, well, why do I want to get with the guy who's five, four when I can get with this guy who's five, nine. Yes. And I'm using this. I'm not saying it's all based on height, but I'm just saying that that's it's, one in my micro example one factor. Yep. Okay. So when we take that example and we globalize that, now you have women in India and in, in Japan, in China, in Poland, in Czechoslovakia, wherever it is, and they see guys who are like international. They see guys mm-hmm. who there's every guy from five five guy all the way up to seven foot tall guy. Yep. Yeah. And the problem that we have, and you want to say, you were talking about like social media and everything. Yes. Right? That's one of the big problems right now is because women believe that they are entitled mm-hmm. to the guy who is six foot tall. As hold on, hold on. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Rewind that real fast. <laughs> so they're entitled to the guy who is the best that they can do. Yes. Because remember, hypergamy does not seek its own level. It's yeah. always looking for the bigger and the better deal. And in this case, we're, since we're talking about height, that happens to be the guy who's six foot tall. And you know what the stats are for guys who are six foot tall. I mean, what, what did you say? The percentage of guys who are yeah. six foot tall is uh, about, about 14 and a half percent or so of guys are over six feet or taller. And then over six foot two is about 3% of the male population. And mm-hmm. something else too, uh, Rolo, that, because I love that you said that because once a girl gets a certain caliber of man, she's going to feel entitled to that caliber of guy. And I'll give you an example here in Miami, right? So as, as you guys know, me and Fresh deal with a lot of girls that deal with rappers, athletes, whatever it may be, go on boat parties, whatever. When you deal with these types of chicks, and me and Fresh talk about this all the time, when a woman has a certain uh, perception of reality of the type of men that she can attract, she's going to start to think that's what she can actually get all the time and have these guys commit to her. But that's one of the biggest fatal mistakes that women make is thinking, oh, these types of guys go after me, NBA players, NFL players, rappers, whatever. Yeah. But what they don't realize is these guys, guys are just going to smash you and pass I you. Pass. But they think I've hooked up with this guy in the past. 
I can get this guy. And this is why so many women that let's keep it real five, six or fours, whatever, they might smash a Chad here. They're a guy way out their league, but then they'll go back and they won't be able to go back and deal with a guy on their level. That's average. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this is why so many women have an inflated sense of ego. Cause once they experience that, that high life, yeah. it's very difficult for them to go back. And we see this all the time in Miami because an attractive girl here is almost always going to be rubbing elbows with some kind of high value guy at a mansion party, boat party, whatever it is. Go fresh. I roll I'll take a step further. So, you know, he's talked about girls in like low suburban areas, right? Mm -hmm. Like sort North Dakota, someplace far out, right? Yeah. What happens is mm -hmm. those girls get flo flown out to like Miami, New York. Oh, yeah. I was and they just get, about to bring that up. They get a <laughs> taste of the alpha six figure guy mm -hmm. and he has fun with her for like the weekend or the week, mm -hmm. sends her back home. Guess what? All now, the guys in Butte, Montana ain't shit. Ain't yeah. yeah. Nothing to her. <laughs> so just that global marketplace of being able to be seen on Instagram, getting flown out to another dude that's high value, mm -hmm. the guys are going to suffer back home because guess what? Her, her mindset is, you know what? Mm -hmm. Timmy, my neighbor, doesn't have a Lexus or, or, or a Rolls Royce. Yeah. So or a boat. He, mm -hmm. he, can't, he can't compare. So. All right. Yeah. Now, take that and ex extrapolate, uh, multiply that exponentially across the entire planet. And that's what I'm talking about eventually where you're going to get. Right. So yep. uh, I, 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 one of the best books I think that, that Roosh ever wrote was called um, uh, Pussy Paradise, where he was trying, uh, to, yes, he was trying yes. to find, he was trying to find like the pussy pair. Like this yes. is where the, like the, it's a good example. The women run like a mighty river here and I can, you know, it's like easy. This it's, was him going to Poland. Easy. Yeah. Him For the to, people that are wondering, yeah. Roosh wrote a book. He's, he has a bunch of travel books. Yeah, like, lay guides. you know, well, yeah, they're, gone. Guides. they're all, they're not, you can't, they're all gone now. You can't get them. Items he has like, you know, he has like bang Brazil, bang Colombia, whatever it is. And he wrote like very detailed books on how to get girls in different types of countries. But Pussy Paradise was a book that was written specifically on exploiting Poland. It was one of his favorite countries. Mm -hmm. And then he and did bang Poland as well. He did bang but, Poland. So yeah, what had happened is this. And I, I, again, another good example of local versus global sexual marketplaces. Yes. Is he left Poland for a while. Yes. And then in Pussy Paradise, he comes back to Poland because he thinks he's going to find his nice little blushing. Yes. Perfect perky tits, blonde haired Polish girl who's going to be his wife. By the time he gets back, he finds out that the sexual marketplace in Poland has completely changed. Yes. Two years. Yeah. Oh, it was only two years? Okay, because I forget years. the window yeah. that he... Okay. Yeah. And so um, so right now, I, I hear this all the time. Guys go, you need to... If, if you really want to find a good feminine woman who's like, you know, backcountry woman or something like that, go mm -hmm. to Thailand or go to Southeast Asia or mm -hmm. go to where? The Philippines, right? Go, go somewhere where you'll find them. It's like you have the golden ticket because you're a Western white guy who's six foot tall and yeah they'll they'll want you right yeah well guess what those women that you think are the backcountry women who are going to be your babushka or whatever that's going to have <laughs> babies for you whatever it is yeah. they have self they have this now they yep. have cell phones now they yep. have access to the global sexual marketplace and even if they're not exploiting that even if they're not leveraging that it doesn't matter if they can do it out here. It matters that it's happening up here. Yeah. Right. So I think I, I don't want to settle for some schmuck who's from the my you know the the old country. I want the guy who's you know yeah. a baller from Miami. That's yep. and I deserve that because I deserve Yo. the best. And I want to say this real fast too, because um Roosh, as much as I personally I like Roosh. I read his books. I think I, I like his content. I like Roosh's old stuff. I, I like Roosh pre 2015. Gotcha. Um I will say this. He made a lot of incredible predictions that oh, are yeah. coming true mm -hmm. right Absolutely. now. He predicted back in the early 2010s that uh, men the, uh, having clout and social status mm -hmm. on the Internet, Internet fame, fame was going game. to be the top way to get girls, which is already happening now. We've had a bunch of guests on the show and other people as well that we've spoken with that are, you know, have some influence. 
And they all source their girls from Instagram, man. These guys aren't cold approaching chicks no more. Listen, what and do, me and Myron tell you guys all the time. If you have the status, they will come. Yep. Facts. Fame plus so, game. Fame exactly. plus game is what he said. He also said um, flaking will reach epidemic proportions. Yes, he did has. call that. He did call um, that. He also said that... Um, what else was in that one? Uh, oh, fame, he mentioned fame night plus, game? Fame, fame plus game. And then he also said that, oh, uh, you have to F close. You have to fuck close to actually get into any kind of long-term relationship where, like, and we talked about this before. Yeah. Back in the day, old order thinking. Yeah. Getting a girl's digits, right? Getting that. They even wrote songs about it. Let me get them digits, yeah. right? You, I, let me get your phone number. Phone number doesn't mean jack shit. It doesn't. Shit. Nope. It doesn't. Nope. Back Nothing. in the mystery days, and this is why. And uh, but that was a measure of success. Yes, it days. was. Yeah. And and here's the thing with mystery. I, I loved his books. I I I personally think I tell guys all the time when we do our private coaching, whatever yeah. you need to read the rational mail to learn the theory and the and the and the background. Then you can re- then you need to read the mystery method For practice. with with practice. And if you read those two things, you'll have a pretty good grasp on why women do the things that they do when they mate select. And uh, in the book, uh, back and mind you guys, Mystery Method is based on you know the early 2000s, right? So getting number closes back then meant something. Nowadays, it doesn't mean anything. It's not anything a measurement of success. Because yeah. girls can block your number now. Like, they'll leave you on scene. Hell, even one of the girls said it here. Yeah. I'll never, guys, watch that interview yesterday. You're going to see a lot of RP truths. But yep. long story short, ask the girl, hey, uh, if a guy stutters and comes up to you, what would you do? And the girls were like, well, I'd give him my number. You know, I'd give him I a shot chance. I feel bad for him. But I just would not respond. I wouldn't go out on a date with him. Yep. And this is what's going on. This is what the marketplace has come to because a phone number a filibuster. used to mean something. And we talked yeah. about this with Hotep, how um, the flake rate back in the 90s, et cetera, was much lower than it is now. Yes. Yes. But since women have an abundance of options, thanks to their smartphone, it's changed the game. And they are dealing in a global sexual marketplace rather than the local sexual marketplace. Yeah. If they had to put that guy on hold or if they had to give that guy, like that sort of give him the let's just be friends. I asked yep. that yesterday. I said, have you ever given a guy a let's just be friends? Yeah. And a lot of them didn't didn't know because there's not really any reason for women to do that now because because of this. Yeah. Right. And more free attention. But it used to be a big deal. Like, oh, when she tells you, you, you know, I just want to be friends. I I wrote essays about, you know, uh, what to do when a girl gives you a let's just be friends rejection. Yep. Uh, and it has become less and less common. And I think as a result of technology, because once you get go- like ghosting is the new let's just be friends. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly how, how women do it now. And the other thing, too. But see, go ahead. This is why, right? We tell all our clients, for example, you can give a girl your phone number. Mm-hmm. But if you give her your Instagram, she'll yep. see your lifestyle. Yep. Right. And that will play into, you know what? Brand the guy seems me. pretty cool. I think I could go on a date with him. And a girl that like otherwise would have probably curved you if you only got her phone number. Mm-hmm. If she sees your lifestyle, sees your Instagram, she might give you a chance. And here's might. another thing too. Old dating advice. Let's talk about this. You get a girl's phone number. What do they say? Wait two weeks to text her. Bruh. <laughs> if you do that now. Oh. Like, like no. Going, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? You're going to be. Yeah, it's going to be, you're going to take an L, man. So it's like, you can't do that. You can't like. Um, Back when we had you know, answering machines. Yeah. Maybe that was the thing. But now it's, uh, the technology has been, has, again, it's, it's mm. the, the data, the technology has changed the way that human beings interact, interact. with each other. Yeah, man. And, it's, right. and the da- dating market, sexual market is, is the first place it starts. We got um, uh, super chats. Yes, before I lose them. Okay. Uh, can Chris five bucks? And can you turn up the USB, Chris, too? Yes. Okay. How to put some um, money. How to put some money in for <laughs> drugs after the show, boys. <laughs> Boy. Congrats for on 20K subs. Chris, Modafinil. Tom, Fresh, and Myron. <laughs> Thank you so much, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. I might yeah, be you, Chris. That's not <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, Jason the Dream, five bucks. What's going on, guys? I see you got the Godfather in the building. Keep up the content. Respect. Thank you Thanks, so guys. much for that. Yeah, no, hey, Papa Sote Rojo. That's my that's my uh, CPA right there, Steve. Guys, awesome guy. Save me 
a lot of money. Uh, go ahead, Chris. Uh, Rollo, love your work. It's important work. You have Thank helped you. me and many others tremendously. Thank you, brother. Yeah, well. Rollo, Thank you helped him get through a divorce, man. Oh, so I? cool. Yeah, shout cool. out to shout out to Steve, guys. That's my uh, accountant man. Hit him up. Guys, we're going to have him in studio as well to talk about money. 1,200 live viewers right now, guys. 1,261. I think that's a record. Did Thanks this beat our real reaction? Shout out to Rolo. Got us yeah, our, our, thanks to our Rolo, high. man. We, we had our, I thought, man, okay, our real <laughs> reaction got beat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what else do we got? Go. Um, I believe we're good. We're good now. We're caught up. Okay. So, yeah, going back with the uh, with the global sexual marketplace, mm -hmm. man. Um, and what, what it's done is I think it's kind of. The person, the people that suffer the most, I think two people suffer with the globalized sexual marketplace, mm -hmm. the average guy and then women in the long term suffer. And what I mean by this is that once a woman gets a taste of that high life, she comes down to Miami. She meets these high value guys because guys best believe a lot of you guys comment. Myron, not every single girl that is from the streets. Not every <laughs> single girl comes down and gets invited to match parties. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Yo, shut the fuck up. I'm here to tell you guys right here, right now. <laughs> girls travel. At an alarming rate by themselves yep. to Tulum, to Miami, to Vegas, Vegas, to L.A., to New York City, to Chicago, major cities. Bruh, they ain't going there to just take pictures, okay? They're going there to meet higher value guys that probably set something up. I can't tell you how many girls hit me and fresh up from yeah. other states yep. before they come here saying, yo, mm -hmm. we're, I'm coming to Miami in a, uh, in a week or so. I'm talking to a hot chick from California right now that I showed Rolo. Mm -hmm. She's telling me I'm going to be in Miami yep. uh, in early February. I want to meet up with you, whatever. Guys, this is the new marketplace. You know what I'm saying? Also, go the girl from yesterday, mm -hmm. she's like, I took like a trip to Vegas on the weekend. Yeah. You're like, wait, <laughs> who'd you go to see? Oh, well, some friends. You asked the, the girl, was it a guy? She's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Obviously. You already know what time that is, so man. Like, so, Yo. Yeah, guys, times have changed significantly well, and, with the marketplace. Here's the other thing about the, uh, the local versus global. When you're talking yeah. about flaking, and we we're just talking about like, uh, I think one of the reasons why we don't see let's just be friends rejections anymore is because of the global sexual marketplace because in the local sexual marketplace you could do that in fact that was expected from women to say okay i don't think of you that way i think of you as a brother yeah i i you know <laughs> which which by the way means i i think of sex with you as incest yeah that is That's that is literally, literally, that is just a so, yeah so so when women give you that i just want to be friends thing mm -hmm. that that is a rejection that is unique really or i should say it originated let's say in local in the local sexual marketplace because you had to because you had to see that guy again yeah because at some point yes. maybe you saw him at the gym at school at church yes. or wherever in your social circle and he made the jump he tried to get there he tried to get in there and she said no denied but can we be friends and the guy goes yeah i guess we can because yeah. then i'll have a chance yep. right and so so it keeps him stringing on and that was really difficult now you don't have to worry about that because the guy that she's rejecting might not live might live in Russia, yeah, might yeah. live in exactly. the UK, might. And uh, so when I was asking those girls last night about like uh, Tinder and Bumble and all that other stuff, you got to yeah. remember that they're getting hit on by, by guys that are all over the, in the global sexual yep. market. All they even the admitted world. they were getting hit on by NBA players, NFL players. One went on a date with a Disney star. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is the world that we're in now, guys. Things have changed. Another thing, too, I want to say real quick. because I, I forget and, that, it. and that, by the way, just let me finish the thought. Yeah, go ahead. That's, that's also why the rejection today in the global sexual marketplace is ghosting. Yes, because you're probably not going to see that guy. There's, so there's no delete, negative consequences. Everything out. Right. There's, no, there's negative no negative consequences, and you go. I guess I got ghosted. And Roosh made a uh, another great point. Um, a lot of good predictions from from Roosh. Another one he made was Night Game uh, being killed by the smartphone. Which I will tell mm -hmm. you guys as an advocate for Night Game that for sure I will say this. He said 
uh, smartphones and VIP bottle service mm-hmm. killed night game. And it's true. It's true because you come to Miami, for example, right? Let's say you want to go to live story, top clubs here, right? If you don't get a table, bro, it's a dub. Like, it's just like, like you're going to just take an L because the girls, what they're going to do is they're going to congregate and try to get into the tables because it's going to be liquor there. There's going to be able to sit down. It's good. They're going to get higher perceived status. Like I always say, women are resource slash clout extractors. Do you know who so, Jeff, do you know who uh, RSD Jeffy is? The guy who's a, he was a co well, it's probably not with them anymore, but he was an RSD teacher or instructor, Jeffy. Okay. I've heard he, the name before, he used but to I do, um, okay. he, and this was bad. Maybe he doesn't do it anymore, but back in 2016, 2014, 2016, somewhere in there, mm-hmm. he was running a, a special kind of game called like nightclub game, kind mm-hmm. of like a social circle slash nightclub game. Mm-hmm. I called it mooch game. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because it's because he picked up on exactly what you were talking about, about like you get bottle service and people come to your, yeah. to your thing. Well, he was, he, he had found some like techniques so that you could sort of get in good with the guys who had bought the table yep. and like you don't have to have any money you're just the mooch right you're just yep. there to, to swoop on the girls that yep. come in exactly to those, to those tables exactly. and how to sort of ingratiate yourself with the guy who actually has the money to buy the table and i know because i had to work with these guys the guys who have the, the bottle service and the guys who bought a full-on table and they've got more people they, they want people to come into their circle because yep. then it gives them social proof yes and so because they're looking for social proof and they're looking for pre-selection you go hey i'll be happy to pat you on the back and 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 praise you while while i'm drinking your booze and i'm macking on your girls yeah absolutely you know i took a, a step further right and this is what game is important so you can have girls come to your table at night game what happens is if you don't have enough game to hold them there and actually fall for you in, in a sense yeah they'll or more importantly the, vet out yeah vet because a lot of girls go to the club now let's keep it real guys it yeah. used to be where women will go to the club in the bar to actually meet men or get a social situation now is this it's to take pictures and to show a certain lifestyle. Mm-hmm. That's what it's about now. You know what it's I mean? Brand management. Yes. But guess what? Management. When right. they're done taking their stories on their Instagram, yeah. I was about to say that, right? Yeah. They're going to go to the dude in your DM saying, yo, come through to my mm-hmm. crib. So they're going to drink your drinks for free. Yep. Bounce to the guy they really want to smash. Yep. And then you look like a fool. Big so facts. You got to bet her properly and have game to actually close that deal. You want me, you want me to make you a millionaire? Yeah, go ahead. I'm going to make you a millionaire. because Here's are, the idea. You've already... um. You've already hit on one idea because I know that you're doing this right now. Uh, and I know John from Modern Life Dating does this too. Uh, you guys will take on a client or take on a guy who's coaching or something like that. And you'll say, okay, let's look at your Instagram. Yep. Let's look at how you're presenting yourself. Let's look at the pictures you're putting up on your dating profiles. Let's maximize like uh, body language mastery, right? Let's, yep. let's, uh, let's maximize your, your, the way that you look. Yep. What you're doing is you're, you're taking over brand management for that guy. Yeah. Right. And that's another outcome of the sexual of the global sexual marketplace yeah. in the age of enlightenment right in the new age of data because this is how we get laid this is how we because each one of us and i put this in other books as well each one of us is a brand of me yep, yep. and so if you have an instagram if you have an instagram account if you have a facebook if you have any kind of digital footprint which i would say almost 100 percent of us do these days yeah. to some degree um even if they're just giving you you know targeted ads from google you're a brand of me. So if you put pictures on on YouTube, you put pictures on uh, on your your social media. If some of your friends put pictures of you on their accounts, yeah. you are a brand of me. And so when I ask those girls, would you um, would you delete your your, your Facebook or your Instagram or your social media? They're like, oh, I could never do that because they, they know on they- some level of consciousness that that's their brand management. They are their own. They're their own brand. I know this because I've worked in marketing and advertising and brand management for pretty much my entire career, brand identity anyways. And 
it took a while for me to sort of say, you know what, if you're putting yourself on the sexual marketplace, you're the brand of you that you are managing for everyone else to see. That's how women find you is on Instagram. They go, is, um, is this guy cool enough for me to go and want to hang out with? You know, yeah. it's funny. We tell our clients, right? Mm -hmm. Your Instagram is your brand. It's your resume. Mm -hmm. If you have a crappy res resume, you're not getting hired for the job. Mm -hmm. And girls understand this. They understand on a deeper level. You know what? Mm -hmm. If I can showcase my, my, my body and my lifestyle to guys yeah. every <laughs> day on social media, I will never run out of guys that can give me what yes. I want in terms of payment yes. rent. Yep. Maybe give me some good D. Yeah. They have an infinite source of guys yep. online. We teach guys to do it for themselves as their own brand. And it can be clients. It can mm -hmm. be girls. It doesn't matter. The point is your online presence is your brand. Girls thirst you... trap with their body. Men thirst trap with the their lifestyle. lifestyle. Go ahead. Yep. Here's how you make a million dollars. You take that same model, the, the brand of me model, because you guys are taking guys who want to maximize their chances. Take that and you get, put it into females. You go and you say, hey, I see your, I see your uh, Instagram here. <laughs> I see what you're trying to do. You're trying to advertise yourself in these ways. How about if I could, if you could go from like your local sexual marketplace to getting with these ballers on the Miami Dolphins yeah, yeah, yeah. or whatever it is. Like if you could say, if you could do that, I think it would be easier to market to women than it would be to guys. Damn, because Rolo. Guys, because guys, guys use reason. We prioritize reason. Women prioritize emotion. If you can leverage that emotion into brand management for that woman, you could have a way more clientele I would say, in that. We want to be rich. Because, <laughs> because her simps will be your source of revenue. Right. Well, here's the other thing, too. We right. would, we, I would say this because the girls are going to get attention from high-value guys regardless. The somebody, trick would somebody, be out, somebody online is hey, they got a Patreon yeah. right now. Yeah. Maybe I'll bet. Yeah. <laughs> the trick would be to help her actually be able to lock down a guy because that's yeah. where girls fail. I always say guy game is being able to attain the woman. Mm -hmm. Girl game is being able to retain the guy post sex. It's already been done. Because most I, girls cannot keep guys around after sex. Matthew Hussey. Matthew yeah. Hussey's perfect example of that. Uh, Evan Mark Katz, uh, Mark Manson. That's why these guys are millionaires. What they do is they they play to that emotional like insecurity. Remember I told you about how Beta Bucks is all about long-term security? Mm -hmm. If you can become the supplier, if you can become her drug dealer yep. for Emotion. security, for yep. long-term security, that, that's exactly... You want to know why Matt Hussey's a millionaire? Because he sells to these old spinsters who Christ. still have a hope that they can, they can get these guys. And what he does is says... I'll be your go-between, ladies. Yep. Uh, hey, you should be more of a man. Yep. So you should do what this woman says here. And she's he's washed up at forty-one years old and really needs a baby. Put you know, put and here's in the her, thing. And you're you're not a man unless you go and do that. That's that's his market. That's <laughs> and then how him is. and Derek Jackson. Him and Derek Jackson. Yeah. Let's keep it real. I, no hate. They're good-looking guys. So the girls, they're going to take them more seriously. Right. They're attractive guys. They're telling me to do this. I could probably land a guy like that. And it's like, nah, bro. Mm -hmm. It's a cap. Yep. They're tricking you and they're going to take your money. But women are easier to sell to. You sell women hope and they will buy, bro. They'll, they'll, they'll buy. Women are, women are the primary consumers in the United, well, United States, actually worldwide. Yep. Did you know that, uh, and this is off of Uber Facts. I quoted it in here. Um, women earn, eight, uh, worldwide, women earn $18 trillion. They spend, they are responsible for distributing $28 trillion. <laughs> $10 trillion more than they actually make worldwide. They spend. Makes sense. Two-thirds of debt is held by women, guys. Yep. Damn, son. Where'd you find this? All right. Let's, uh, we'll move into the next topic. That was an excellent uh, discussion right there. Uh, we have some Super Chats. Super oh. Chats. Okay. Super Chats, then we'll hit the next one. We got 1,312 live viewers right now, man. Keep climbing. Shout out to the team, man. Okay. Um. Uh, right. Stephing Wang on dude. Okay. 20 bucks. Shout out to the Sage Rolo Tomasi. Also, Marin and Fresh. Y'all put it in work. 
Appreciate the content and all of the top-notch guests. Thank you Thank so you, much, man. Stay tuned, guys. Early February, we got a big surprise for you guys. Yep. We got okay. AV499. Clubs in Houston have eliminated dance floor. You either get a section or you might as well stay home as a dude. Girls hang out to be drafted. Yo, That's exactly how Miami, Miami is right now, too, bro. Like guys, that. right now, it used to be BYOB, bring your own bottle. No, it's BYOG, bring your own girl, because the clubs now are trash. Yeah. So don't even in go Miami. to clubs right now. Yeah, don't go to clubs in Miami. Yeah. You yeah. got to bring your own chicks, bro. Yep. Uh, What else do we got? Or Anything stay else? home and jerk off to OnlyFans. That's, <laughs> that's your, those that's are your it. choices. We, we, we good, Chris? Yeah, we good. Okay, so we're going to move on, guys. This is actually going to be something that I specifically wanted to discuss. Promiscuity and its mm. ability, female promiscuity and its long-term effects on women with being able to pair bond and or have a long-term marriage or relationship with a man. And there's a lot of discussion in the sphere, outside the sphere, where some people say it doesn't affect women at all. Some some say it doesn't matter a woman's body count. Uh, you can still wife her. You can still marry her, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. um, there's some other guys that say, hey, once a woman has a certain amount of partners, you know, her ability to pair bond drops precipitously. Um, and I know, Rolo, you've done a lot of research on this for book four, talking about it. Can you break it down for the people and give us the final answer here on what this is, okay. how it affects um, women? First off, I'm going to give you a book su suggestion because I, I, one of the books I reference in, in, in book four is a book called Cult Promiscuity, and it's by Tim, uh, Dr. Tim Burkhead. Okay. And it was, it's kind of an older book. I think it was like 2004 is when it's published. But, oh, wow. uh, it goes into um, sexual habits in the animal kingdom, right, and, mm -hmm. including humans, right? So um, promiscuity is actually the norm in the animal kingdom. It is as much as people want to say, oh, monogamy is sweet. You want to talk about the, uh, the uh, romantic ideal, the idea that monogamy is in some way the norm for, for human beings goes against the idea or the, the data that we know. Remember, we're living in the data age. The data yeah. that we know right now is that human females are far more promiscuous or would be far more promiscuous if they were allowed to be so. Ah. So therefore, of course, what, what happens is then we go back to like the sexual revolution when we had uh, the advent of hormonal birth control. Yep. So now we say, OK, ladies, human reproduction is all on you. Yep. All of those strictures, all of those stigmas, everything that was a buffer against your sex, your ex sexual expression, the religious constraints, the social, the social the constraints, everything, throw it out the scarlet window. letters, all that. Well, go on. I, I, there's, this is the example I use is um, in my my mother-in-law's age uh, back in like the 50s. And, and so uh, to be a single mother was a shame. It was mm. shameful to be a to get pregnant out of wedlock. Yes, that was that was the worst of the worst. Shame right? to the it family was stigma for that. And it wasn't just a religious thing. It was a, a family thing as well yeah. as a social thing. And I know that it's also a big deal in Muslim. Yeah. Too. Oh, yeah, yeah. dude. It, adultery. Um, they they they, they kill if, if you're if your daughter commits adultery and she's married she gets stoned yeah and the father killings, yeah. and the yeah and the father is the one that like initiates mm -hmm. killing her because it's uh, yeah it's honor killing on the family but put, put a put a mark in that bookmark in that because i want to come back to that topic but, okay honor. so so today 42 percent of children are born out of wedlock by either design or by um not by accident but by design okay mm -hmm. so we have 42 percent of children being born out of wedlock and we we instead of having a stigma we reward women for that. We say, you're, you're doing, you're, you're, <laughs> you go you're, girl. You can do it all. Yeah. You can be, you, we don't, uh, guy, if you <laughs> next time father's day rolls around, 
Listen to the difference in tone between the messages for moms on Mother's Day versus the message for fathers on Father's Day. Facts. Mm-hmm. Because if according to, to children and on Father's Day, all men and all fathers are rap bastards with the occasional one that's like he's he was my stepfather, right? He yep. was somebody that 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 he's not the he's not my uh he's not the stepdad, he's the dad who stepped up. <laughs> um, and so you will see a, a, a marked change in tone and all of that. Yeah. But the stigmas that we used to have that women will still to this day say that's sexual oppression. Yeah, it was because there was a purpose to it. Yes, because uh, and again, the the sages of old, whether it's uh, whether it's in Islam or it's in Christianity or it's in Judaism, they knew this stuff. They knew that if you leave, if you left to her own devices, this, this is what a woman will do. Yeah, she will select according to hypergamy. Yeah. So when you had uh, under patriarchy, you know, a lot of people are going to gr- grind their teeth when I say this. Here we go. Let's pa- do it. <laughs> patriarchy is actually a balanced system. Yes. OK. Yes. So it uh, back in the day to, to be a patriarch, to be like Father Abraham yeah. the, 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 from the Abrahamic religions. Yeah. To be a, a patriarch, you had to have authority and you had to have responsibility. Yes. So, yes. Could you have two wives? Yes. Could you have four wives? Yes. Could you have your concubines and your maidservants? Yeah. Yes, of course you could. You could bang it up all you wanted to. But you know what you also had? You were responsible for every one of those chicks and every one of the kids that came out of one of those chicks. Let's. Roll off, shoot, shot, man. Right. That is 1,000% facts. Because here's the thing with Islam. You can have up to four wives. Yes. But there's checks and balances. Right. You have to be able to financially support, support. all four of those wives if you're going to do it. So the thing is, is that with men, there was there was that um, authority to be able to do this. But there was also that responsibility that if you are going to do this, it's mm-hmm. going to come with a cost, a significant cost. Because in Islam, if you buy one wife a home, you want to get a second one. Guess what, buddy? Now you got to get a second home for the second it. wife you as well. Have you have to treat them equally when it comes to resource management. Let's keep it real. Most guys don't have the money to be able to afford one light wife, let alone four. So there right. were checks and balances in it. So sorry, right. go ahead. Well, so, and I, I, a very prominent feature of this book is the difference between authority versus responsibility. Today, women have 100% authority yeah. and 0% responsibility. Yep. Responsibility is something they have an option to take if they want to. Yeah. For men, men have 100% authority, or 100% responsibility and 0% authority, and particularly when it comes to reproduction, when it comes to promiscuity and all this. We, we expect men to prioritize women's mating strategy above their own paternal interests, above their own reproductive interests. Yes. So right around the sexual revolution, when we came up with um, uh, hormonal birth control, what we were effectively doing, and of course we didn't realize this at the time because we thought it was great. Hey, now we can get after it, right? So we say, ladies, guess what? Here's this little pill. You You are now unilaterally in control of human reproduction from here on out. Yep. And that was exactly why old school religions and old school stigmas and social stigmas and family interests and stuff. That's why those existed because when women got to that point, they knew what was going to happen. They, that was the, that's why there was a control there. So what women will say is, well, men are possessive and they, they're insecure and they're, they just, you know, they won't let us be. And they just want to repress our sexual expression and stuff like that. And it's like, yeah, because we have an interest in our own reproductive process, or we did until the sexual revolution. Now, 50, 60 years since I, I pegged the sexual revolution right around 1965, just so for, yep. for the people playing the home game. Um, so r- from right about that time to where we are right now, look at what's happened. Uh, we've legalized abortion, yes, uh, which is a fail safe against 
bad reproductive problem or yep. bad reproductive decisions. Yep. Okay. We have, you saw a spike in divorces immediately after that. You yes. saw a decline to the lowest percentage of marriages uh, in the history of us even keeping records of those uh, culminated in 2020. It's now 6.5% per 1000. So it is like, it's amazing how you see the drop in marriages and there you saw a spike in divorces and then it came down because divorces can't happen if no one's getting married anyway. So what happens is you've got these, all these stats for um, uh, Ill, uh, illegitimate birth. We don't even call it illegitimate birth anymore. We don't say he's a bastard child because yeah. he has no, yeah. because that would that would hurt someone's feelings. Yeah. Right? But so we see all of these stats and we can track them all back to one year, yep. 1965, yep. right when the hormonal birth control hit and the sexual revolution happened and we all got groovy at Woodstock and we hit Studio 54 and then AIDS came and maybe toned things down a little bit. But then we, kept, <laughs> we, we found a way around that so yeah. we could keep going, you know? Um, so you see all of these, uh, I, I track it in the book. I don't want to get too, into too much detail, but you look at the Duluth model of feminism. You look at child support laws. You look at no-fault divorce laws. Yes. You look at um, every law that has come into uh, westernized cultures yes. anyways um, as a result of the sexual revolution, as a result of one invention, right? Remember we were talking about the Gutenberg press? Yeah. One invention. In this case, it's hormonal birth control. What did that do to human societies and how did we... Uh, how do we adapt to that? Well, we we had we have abortion and we celebrate abortion in Argentina when they get it le you know legalized or Ireland or wherever they're doing it. Now it's a point of celebration, whereas before it was like shameful. Now it's not. To be a single mother is to is a point of pride for women right now. Yep. Um, to <laughs> the to, worst thing possible. Exactly. And so you've got all of these social you know, shifts, yep. I mean, just crazy shifts from that point. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking about when we have like an invention that like changes society and how we process it, how we interpret it and what we're going to do and move forward with that. So that what we're, what we're looking at is when you talk about promiscuity, you're looking at the machine. Yeah. What is the machine going to do? What is, what are we evolved to do? We're evolved to fuck. We're evolved to, to um, reproduce. Yeah. We're well, for men left to our own devices, unlimited access to unlimited sexuality. And if you don't believe me that that is men's innate natures, why is pornography free and ubiquitous at 4k streaming? And, yep. and we can go watch it right now if I wanted to. So all right the, now. all the white knights that say, Oh guys, it's not just about sex. You're lying to yourself, bullshit. man. Yep. Yeah. It's look bullshit. At, all you got to do is look at pornography and here's, here's that's good. That's a really good example. Because guys will go, oh, I'm not always about that. You know, men have men are men and men, uh, you know, you've watched Philly on. Yeah, right? exactly. For, for yeah. Second, for example, <laughs> men are men and we've got more interests and we're, we're not just our dicks. We're not we don't think with a, we, we think with our big head and not yep. with our little head, that kind of stuff. When you're clinging to that old order, like ideal, like this is this is honorable and noble and yep. this is what men should be. And you're probably right. But that's old order thinking when you go and you look and say, well, you know, look at the amount of pornography that's on. Yeah, the internet exists basically yeah. because of pornography. Yep. Uh, and and in every time we have a new um, a new invention, human beings will use it in some way to facilitate our sexual or reproductive problem. Yep. So if it's photography, magazines, uh, VHS, v, v, you know what? You want to know why VHS beat out beta? Why? Because of pornography. Because it was all done on VHSs and B and beta beta actually was a better quality VHS or was a better quality tape at that time. VHS cornered the market in in uh, in pornography. So and let me say, oh, go ahead. Then, oh, so digital, 
digital media, uh, the internet, of course, we're going to use the internet for pornography. Yeah. So when you have those, uh, was 68%, 70% of Christian men report being addicted to pornography. Yep. So those noble guys who really want to live a good, righteous life, they, everybody wants some. Yep. Everybody wants some. Yep. And I'm going to say this real quick, too, because people always complain about the patriarchy, blah, blah, blah. The patriarchy actually protects women. And I'm going to explain mm-hmm. what I mean by this. This is why you put men in leadership positions, because the thing is this. What, what, what is a woman's value? And I'm not talking about this hunky-dory BS. A woman's value comes from her youth, her fertility, you know, and the ability and her chastity, right? And availability. And availability. So if you let a woman make her own hypergamous decisions, what do you do? You end up with all these spinsters running around right now that are single that can't lock down a guy. Why? Mm-hmm. Because they've gotten older. They were promiscuous in their past. Guys don't take them seriously, and they just smash them and pass them, which is great for men. Like, I'll tell you guys right now, this, this sexual marketplace, it's excellent for guys like me and Fresh. Yep. Terrible for guys trying to get married and terrible for women that are looking for real long-term relationships. Mm-hmm. And the problem is that women can't turn the clock back. So when they make these mistakes, it's done. And here's the other thing. Arranged marriages, all these things in the past, it used to be your father had to co-sign on the men you brought home because your father was the buffer to protect you against your own bad hypergamous decisions. So when you brought the bad boy home with the leather jacket that got you aroused, your father was able to see through that and be like, nah, that guy's not good material because he's going to, he's going to fuck you and chuck you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get you the nice guy that has a good job. That's going to be able to provide for you long-term and more importantly, my grandkids and Mm -hmm. he's not going to cheat on you. Okay. Let me, let me, let me rock your world here. I think prearranged marriages, are fantastic idea. I yeah, think, I think they, they are. I think so. Pra- they work pra- practically from a. Pr- if, if you could uh, an ideal in an ideal world, yeah, you could make this happen. Prearranged marriages are are brilliant. Yes. Okay. And I I get why they were part of religion for a while. I also understand why premarital sex is uh, prohibited in in. Uh, Pretty much religion, every religion. Pretty much every single. Every oh, main. Well, yeah. it, it depends on the religion, but yeah. certainly the Abrahamic religions. Yeah. Say. So, and the reason for that is because there's latent purposes behind all of that. So, what, remember, uh, was uh, Hotep? Remember, we were looking at the halal cafe the other day, and we were looking at the uh, like, why is that? Co- I have a whole section in the in the book called uh, the Kosher Principle, mm-hmm. and the Kosher Principle is this: is that like there used to be dietary um, restrictions. Uh, for well, it still is in some cases, certainly halal food and, mm-hmm. and all that. So, you know, you can't have pork, you yeah, can't have course. shellfish yep. because in the past, and as Chris Rock will tell you, that you know, eating pig might kill you, yep. eating shellfish might kill you. If you eat uh, an uncured pork, you could get trichinosis yeah. and die. Okay, yep. so, filthy so how are we going to keep these people from dying? Okay, the Lord says don't eat hoofed animals, right? Uh, the Lord says don't eat shellfish because you're going to get iodine or whatever the hell's in the. the little middle vein of that damn thing and it's going to kill you right so it's better to say those things and have that be the metaphorical truth do you know what i'm talking about when i talk about metaphorical truth versus objective truth metaphorical truth is a truth that is functional but is not objectively true Ah. so if i say um all snakes are venomous okay are all snakes venomous no no No. but it's best to behave as if all snakes are venomous because in the past if you start playing, the kid, the baby starts playing with the yeah. snake, the, the baby dies, yeah. right? So we eventually become scared of snakes. Assume all of them are. Uh, yeah. the, I think it was... Uh, Assume me. every gun is loaded. Uh, Brent, uh, Brent Weinstein said this. He says it's like the um, when you see a porcupine, like yeah. the, the myth of folklore is mm-hmm. that it can shoot quills. Like, yeah. You can stay away because it'll exactly. shoot a quill at you. <laughs> yep. Can it shoot quills? No, it can't shoot quills. Yeah. But it's best to behave as if it did. Yep. So that's, that's a metaphorical truth. It's best to behave as if that you'll get trichinosis if you eat pork. Bam. If you eat 
shellfish, whatever. Let's hit these super chats real quick, Rolo, because yes. I got a great. And we just hit 1,400 live, 1400 viewers, live guys. viewers. Yo, Crazy. guys, like the video, uh, comment, subscribe below, say Filion's a dork, and uh, <laughs> whatever it is. Okay. Uh, we got um. Go ahead, Chris. Read it. We got some he's K. Oh man, that's a that's a <laughs> mouthful right there. Bucks supporting the team. Thanks for all of the wisdom, <laughs> young and old. I can't uh, keep being a bottom feeder forever. Keep it going. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. What else do we got? One second. Chat was going in. All right. Uh, Ron the monk, five bucks. I'm I'm fifty three. Lost my wife four years ago. Couldn't believe how weird the marketplace is now. Oh yeah. Thank you, gentlemen, for clearing this Damn. up. Damn. Thank you. We got you, man. We got you, bro. We got you. The game has changed, my friends. Yep. Uh. Uh, we got Daniel Eddie with the 500 yen. I think uh, you guys are saving people's lives with this info. Much love for from Tokyo, Japan. Shout Thank you, bro. All the way, man. We got New Zealand in the house, Japan in the house, Australia, Australia everything. Canada. You know, we are on the world. Adrian Perez, 499. Give responsibilities to women who don't take accountability. Not a smart Big move. facts, bro. Yeah, well said. Big facts. We got Fred Ward, 292, 499. Great show. Thank, Thank you, man. you so much, man. I knew this one was going to be a classic, bro. And I'm about to, we're about to get into a little bit more with this promiscuity mm-hmm. and then move to the next topic because I got another mm-hmm. uh, add-on topic for Rolo real fast. What else do we got? Uh, there we go. We, we got, got P. Uh, Willie. P. Willie. 99. Fresh and foul here. Unlocking all these secrets. Hashtag link button. There yeah. you go, man. Yeah. You're turning USB up a bit, Chris. Uh, Paul Gibson. Five yeah. bucks. Rolo. Outside of intersexual dynamics. What is the significance of religion and spirituality in your oh. own personal life? Don't worry. We uh, will hit that at read, the end. Read the last chapter of the fourth book. Bam. There you go. There you go. Directly answer that fourth chapter question. of the last the last chapter of the fourth book, guys. Um, Marco, yo, fresh Matt Quiet, plus some Caribbean input in yo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm listening, We're man. Listening, I'm listening, bro. You, yeah, when you got wisdom this like this, show. you listen. This is a roller show, man. Yeah, roller talking. Yeah, that's what it is. Five bucks. Do you see a crash coming in a dating market <laughs> over uh, hmm. supply of on, of lonely fans plus more women realizing riding CC and later to get high value men stay to the work. end of the show Sterling excellent question yep there we go uh, we got yeah. another one infinite oh. peaks infinite peaks 1999 shout out to the fresh and fit fam hotel Jesus and the godfather himself Rollo Tomas tune in we tomorrow go. we're gonna have all four of us in studio where it's gonna That's be it's gonna, gonna, gonna be, be a, a movie yep Craig, Craig W, w. Yep. thank you fam. thank you man uh, when stop Dre 360 two bucks Click when's it, open jo- it, Chris. There you go. Yeah. Uh, when's Joe Rogan coming on to the show? <laughs> oh, t- tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, sure. Uh, Hotep's uh, going to call him and get him on. Yeah. Calvin, Alvin, five bucks. Filiana is a dork. Thank you so much. <laughs> Anyone that comes below, Filiana is a dork or Curtis Connors a loser, I will respond Free to your t-shirt. comment. Uh, <laughs> now we got a link. Five I like bucks. that. <laughs> what are Rolo's thoughts on your issue with the real gals? Oh, uh, wow. Link, real? we will get to that. But thank you. Yeah. Oh, the... You know the the talk show with with the females, oh. they, they they dissed us. I don't he, uh, I don't know if Rolo saw I, that. I don't know if I oh. seen that. Yet. But um okay, okay. so Rolo um bringing it back. So no, we talked about like I guess uh, right, you know finish, how promiscuity. promiscuity. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. So what long term effects does it have on okay. women with their ability? Good, to... good, yeah, good segue here. Okay, so remember what I was telling you about um objective truth versus metaphorical truth. Yes. Right. So so you have dietary things. There's functional things that we think of as being like, oh, it's God gave us this this knowledge, right? One of those things is like now take all that into the realm of intersexual dynamics. Why is it prohibited for or you know, ostensibly, why is it prohibited for uh you know, young men and women to have sex outside of marriage. Why, why would that be a thing? We want to have sex. We want to have babies. Why would functionally that be great? The reason for that is because we know women's nature and we know men's nature. Okay. Mm-hmm. Patriarchy, like you said, is a balance between authority and responsibility, but there's also a compromise between mating strategies. 
What's men's innate mating strategy? Unlimited access to unlimited sexuality. Yep. Well, we can't have this uh, a, a billion men walking around with the heart on going, I don't fuck men. We kind of do that virtually with pornography yes, now. Yeah. But yep. so, so we can't have that. We got to have some social stigmas. We have to have some sort of metaphorical truth that says, guys, you can't be walking hard ons. Yep. Okay. So that's the, pr- so we need to reel in the worst parts of your <laughs> mating strategy and put them into a nice little package called religion. We need to do the same thing with women because we know that if we give women unlimited control of hypergamy, what happens is where we're at today, yes. my friend. Yes. We have all the beta simps paying for women that they want to get what they think they have a chance with. Yep. But those women, because they know that beta bucks is already taken care of, they know that the, the, the long term security is more or less, even if it's not. They think it is yeah. because they've got all these guys who are like the guy we saw sugaring. And we got all these guys who want to pay for the beta buck side of that. What's left? Alpha fucks. Yep. So what are they going to do? They're going to go fuck the bulls. They're going to go fuck the alpha guys. And they're going to have the simps pay for those things. That's why we say, ladies, we're going to repress your sexuality. Yes. Because that leads to some pretty gnarly shit later on down the road. Yeah. So here's the compromise. Men, you have to compromise this part of your sexuality and your sexual expression and your and we still make men responsible for that. Right. You can't. That's why politicians, when they end up in a hotel room with a hooker, we go, oh, you're going to have to you're going to have to resign because you fuck somebody else. It's like you just it's you didn't kill somebody. You just yeah. fucking. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. But. We don't think of it in term in those terms because it's a guy and a woman. Yeah. Whereas for a woman and a man, like if it's if it's a woman doing the same thing, we go, yeah. ah, she's just you know, letting her yeah. freak flag fly, right? Exactly, right. Because she needs to explore her options, and we don't want to. It's socially unacceptable. Repressing female to sexuality, her yeah. sexuality. Yeah. Okay, so keep that in mind. Yep. Because what happens is when we bring that together, back in the old school, back in the old order. Here's one thing about old order thinking that works on an old order tradition. We had religion that would. Buffer the worst aspects of men's mating strategy and buffer the worst aspects of women's mating strategy. And we say, okay, uh, forsaking all others, let's let's look at the marriage vows. You're gonna you're gonna promise to do this. Okay, you're gonna promise to do this. Okay, yeah. I'll go. You good? You good? Yes. Okay, let's get together. We're gonna have kids and we're gonna have a good family. We're gonna start a new tribe, mm-hmm. and we're gonna you're all part of the same religion and we all part of the same beliefs and we're all cohesive. Yes. And so as a result of bringing uh, those compromises together of of mating strategies, it worked out and it worked out for a long time. When you tear those things apart, when you say, ladies, you have 100 percent authority, men, you have 100 percent responsibility. Then that compromise is out the window. Bam. So there's no compromise for for mating strategies, because, first of all, you People will complain that we're we're less religious now. We don't think about the reason why we're less religious is because we've broken that compromise. Yes. So. If I say, okay, I'll tell you what, I'll be in control of my, the worst aspects of my mating strategy. You be in control of the worst aspects of yours. <laughs> Police yourself. Well, we can't, today we can't do that because yeah. we live in, and here, here we go. Uh, the difference between a patriarchal society and a gynocentric society. Patriarchy was balanced. You had, you balanced respond, male responsibility, masculine responsibility with masculine authority. So yes. if you're going to expect men to be responsible Yes. You have to give them a commensurate level of authority to exercise that responsibility. In Hold the on, one place. more time. <laughs> For all you stupid feminists out there, can you say that one no, more time, so, brother? So- if you're going to expect men to be responsible, responsible for kids, responsible for authority, responsible for authority. Yeah. Um, if you're going to expect this degree of accountability, liability, responsibility of men, they need to have the authority to affect what you want them to be responsible for in the first place. Mm. Because today, men do not have that authority. You have more authority as a single man outside of marriage 
than you do inside of marriage. Truth bomb right yep. there. Son, hey, where'd yep. you find this? And that is why men, yep. so many men are opting to not get married. Even blue pill guys know that marriage is deal. going to set you up for failure. Yeah, it's it's not hard. Well, why do we have marriage rates that are in the toilet right now? That's It's not because they're like a marriage strike or anything. It's just common sense. It's just the math doesn't add up to most of these guys. Yeah. And we still cling to this old order idea that, well, we got to get married and we got to, you guys got men are trying to what as a uh, perpetuate their adolescence or they're, they're not preparing themselves for the future. They're not going to college. They're not yeah. uh, buying homes. They're not. And women are outclassing them in every metric that we have a, a measurement for right now. And it's like, yeah, they do. And it's not because they're lazy. It's not because they're scumbags. It's because there's no incentive for them to do that. There's no incentive on the table for them to cater their lives so they can be good fathers, so they can be good husbands, so they can because why would they're the the again the juice ain't worth the squeeze, right? Yeah. They're, they're, the cost to reward ratio is gone because we've broken apart that compromise yep. now. So because the woman can leave anytime she wants. Seven yes. percent of the divorces are initiated by women. Why? Because they're incentivized that says, I got a fail safe. I can get out of this anytime that I want to get out of this. Yep. So without that, that's what I mean by no authority. Men are responsible. Women are have the authority right yep. now. So under patriarchy, you had responsibility and you had authority to affect that responsibility in the first place. Yep. So that's why the men in, in Abrahamic religions, men are the head of the house. Yes. They are the head. It's headship. They're especially in religious circles. That's a men need to be head headship. They need yep. to be man, manly man. Yep. Right. But we don't have the authority to do that. And in fact, what they will say in, in religion, this is in, I mentioned this in the book. If you go to uh, like, uh, evangelical churches in particular, um, they'll tell the ladies in the congregation, ladies, you need to allow your man to lead. Yep. The fact that you said allowed to lead means she's got the authority. Yeah. It's, it's already problem. presumed. That's the default setting is, is, is you have the authority and you're granting him a little bit of it. Authority is never granted. It has to be taken. It has to be asserted. It yes. has to be demanded. And your guys are, are never going to get that unless they start changing their minds about, like I said, judgment and, and learning character yeah. and taking back some of that authority. So patriarchy in its ideal sense is a balanced system because yeah. it works good for women and it worked good for men. Yep. Gynocentrism only works for women. Yes. It is only about it. That's why I, and I put this on my Twitter feed all the time. Feminism was never about equality. It's about retribution and restitution. That's all it's ever been about. Yep. It's been a hate movement from the start, from all the way back in uh, 18 what 47 48 49 and seneca yep. falls ever since the article the first articles of like the suffragettes it has always been the same message it is there are no waves of feminism there has only been the same fucking movement yep. since then and it's just been interrupted by wars and social changes and and social upheavals it's been the same fucking motive all the way through Damn. I'm going to say this too, man. Feminism is a high interest loan because let me tell you guys something. Women get the benefits of feminism early on. Sexual liberation, being able to do what they want, not having to under, uh, respect male authority, whatever it is. But let me tell you something. When they get to 30, 40 years old, blah, 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 all whatever, and they realize right that this, they can't lock down a guy anymore, that's when the pain hits and they realize, oh, 
I wasted away my best years because they lied to me and told me oh, I can but, have but, it but, all. But Myron, there's there are so many social conventions already in place to make them feel good about. Yes. Them. Because what happens exactly. is when women get to that point, when they get to be 32, when they're past the epiphany phase and they become, quote unquote, spinsters or whatever. Mm -hmm. If you ladies, if you get to be about 34 years old, your odds of actually getting married, having children and settling down are drop astronomically. Yeah. And that no one's going to tell you that truth. Another truth is this, Facts. is that you don't have the biological clock that you think you have. Freezing eggs okay? and stuff like don't, that. Uh, yeah, I, that's, uh, <laughs> again, that's a good, a good example because it's a technology that we sell to women that says you can postpone your sexual market value indefinitely. Right. You can live just like a man. A man yeah. doesn't have to worry about exactly. that, right? You don't have to freeze your, hopefully you don't have to freeze your sperm, <laughs> but it's there are social conventions in place at every phase of maturity for women to make them feel good about themselves, yep. to empower them, to give them fail safes, to give them options to opt out of things if they want to. So when that woman gets to be 32 years old, what do you say? What do you hear? From, when when do you hear this the most commonly for what from what age? What demographic of woman says this? Where are the good guys? <laughs> oh, yeah. Where are the good guys. Yeah. 30 plus. Myron, where are the good guys? Yep. What happened to all the good guys? There, it's the world has changed. No, you hit thirty-two. Yeah. The world stayed the fucking same, but you changed, and yep. now there's social conventions that are already in place to make you feel good. And yeah. how do they do that? Well, men are just infantile. Yes. men are afraid of a powerful woman. Men are intimidated. They have fragile egos. Yep. Yeah, we've been saying the same to the letter. I mean, like it's a cliche now. To the letter, the same shit that they were saying back in the 70s. That's yeah. why I say feminism is always the same thing throughout time because we're still using the same jingoism that we used back in the early 70s. Uh, a woman needs a man like a fish needs a bicycle. We're still saying shit like that. Yeah. We're still saying stupid ass shit like, uh, like men have fragile egos or men are infantile or why can't men man up? Well, you want them to man, if you want men to man up, stop asking them to man down. Bam. Boom. There you go, man. Boom. So many truth bombs getting dropped right now. And here's the other thing, too, I want to say. The, another reason why guys are walking away, right, from like taking, you know, getting married, whatever it is, is because, like you said, zero authority, 100% responsibility. Because here's the thing. A woman's roles are negotiable. Your roles as the guy are static. Mm -hmm. If someone breaks into the house, you're expected to protect her you with your life. Option. You, you know what I'm saying? Out of that. Exactly. You can't mm -hmm. opt out of that. So you're going to put your life on the line to protect this woman. But this is the same woman if you say, hey, Make me some food. Go make it yourself, asshole. I'm not your slave. And that's the problem because women want the benefits of feminism while absolving themselves of their feminine responsibilities, but getting the benefits of everything. And this Old is why so many women, bam, this is why so many women are single because guys, even blue pill guys know it's a bad deal. And this is why they're walking away from marriage. And who loses at the end, man? The least, the, the least happy demographic of a human being in the United States. You guys want to know who it is? 42-year-old career woman making over $100,000 yep. a year with no children. That's yep. the facts. So at the end of the day, guys like me and Fresh, we'll play the game. We'll smash these chicks and not take them seriously. But who loses? The women lose. Because whether women want to accept it or not, they will never derive the same pleasure from success that men do. Women don't care about getting a career, man. They might in the beginning because they're sold that fallacy. Yeah. But the reality is they want children. They want to raise those children. And yes, you're going to have some anomalies where women are like, I'm a career woman, and they actually do enjoy it. But women are never going to derive the same benefit from success and earning money and raising, going up the hierarchy that men are because we're built for it. They're not. And the wage gap, which people complain is a real thing, is proof of that. 
Women are more prone to take vacation time. They're more prone to work less hours. They're more prone to work jobs that make less money. They make these choices to earn less money. Why? Because women are designed to have children, man. That's the reality. But feminism lies to women. And who loses? The women lose, not the men. You know what I'm saying? But it's just that they don't find that loss until later when they take out the high interest loan and they got to pay back a million when they took out a thousand. Shout out to all the PhDs out there. Yeah, man. It goes back to the, the super chats. OK, uh, we'll uh, run the super chats real yeah, quick right. and then Rolo will make his ahead, point. Go ahead. Go ahead, go ahead uh, Chris. We got Raul Reese. Uh, nine, nine, nine. Can Rolo continue to talk about up the truth and mediocre uh, truth? Uh, we will cover that at the end. Okay. Uh, what else? Uh, we have Cruz four ninety nine. They're being practiced together once again. Mm-hmm. Is there still plans for Rule Zero Vegas? Want yes. to get my book signed and shake Rolo's hand? Mm. They will happen, guys. Don't worry. We're making plans. Uh, uh, who Don, else? Don DeMarco. Don DeMarco twenty minutes <laughs> and zero. Don DeMarco. So I just say uh, Rolo press the button. Rolo's Rolo dropping some truth bombs, man. There you so. go. Boom. Don DeMarco. All right. All right. Then we have uh, one second. anything else. Then Rolo will make yeah. his point, and then we will bring uh, this thing around. Women wait ten bucks. Rolo preach on my brother, fresh and fit, <laughs> dropping bombs. Boom. Boom. Yeah, bro. There you go. Bang, bang. One second. Yeah, the guys, the chat. The thank you guys so much for the support, support that's coming in, man. Yeah, Holy crap! You know, this has been a fire episode. Oh, there we go. Like uh, just lit, and I knew uh, this is why I made this template because I knew this was gonna be fire right here. Um. Yeah, hey, fitness loss for ten bucks. Just yep. heard about Larry Wills blowing all his money on OnlyFans. The simp problem. Yeah, runs, bro. bro. And Damn. this is a guy with clout, blue check, body, yep. professional bodybuilder, bro. There's no end. I tell you guys all the time, these celebs are simps, man. A lot yep. of them. Yeah. A lot Hotep of them are. Knows, Hotep knows that the blue check is a sign of the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? We got yeah. Smokehouse. Uh, nine nine nine. You have more authority the as beast. a single man. <laughs> of the yeah, year. you have more authority as a single man quarter of the year. That is true, bro. Yeah, you Rolo do. dropping bombs out here. Yeah, no, it, 100% the chat's true. going crazy. I rather be single. Chat is going crazy. Okay. Dr. Thunder, five bucks. Pay my respects. Terrific conversation. Thank Thank you, Dr. Thunder. We appreciate that, man. Dr. Thunder, I love it. That's my favorite one. So, RGB, 1827, five bucks. Women will never ask for leadership because they are into intellectually programmed. Instinctually programmed to S test. It's safer for them. Yep. Facts. Okay. Uh, Thomas Gore, five bucks. Uh, Ava Max sings about kings and queens. She doesn't mention knights, aka simps. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Exactly. Uh, Chris Norwood, thirty bucks. A hey, uh, Ben's game. Appreciate the wisdom and great content. Salute. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Guys, thank you so much for these super chats, man. For real. Uh, no for men, yep. twenty bucks. Awesome to see the Godfather himself on the Fresh and Fit podcast. Myron and CEO have been sharing so much truth on these episodes, and Rolla brings the gospel of game. There you thank go. you, Ryan. I appreciate it, bro. Uh, Jason, the, the dream. Five bucks. The Godfather is dropping bombs today. Share this. Uh, share likes this video podcast. Share this. Yeah, man. This, share this episode, guys, with a friend that's struggling with women, man. Facts. Uh, Jim numbers. Jimmy numbers. Wow. Uh, it's how they do and run around their desire to be mothers of human babies. That's, that's true, man. True. That's, that's true. why Kevin Samuels does the dog. He says, hey, buy a dog, die alone for these older chicks that can't that think they're entitled to a high value guy at 45. Okay, Calvin Baldwin, five bucks. One more time. One more time. Philian Silador. Yeah, <laughs> Philian. We're coming for you, bro. You're going to get cooked soon. Take me out. Royal Reese, 499. Metaphor Take truth. Take me out. Uh-huh. What uh, do we got? We got Tom S., five bucks. Good work. Yep. Uh, 
uh, Key Deuce, four ninety nine. Can you click his chat? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, Rolo, if it's over for women, should I buy Lululemon, Lululemon stock? stock? Yes. <laughs> buy Lululemon stock, guys, and dog no. food and no, cat food. No, you shouldn't because their sizes are too small for the average woman. Oh, uh, oh. That, no, that's fact too. That average fact. woman, five foot three. 160 pounds, bro. That dude, the dude who in owns the US, the guy who owns Lululemon has been like has gone on record as saying, I don't make clothes for fat chicks, basically. Oh, I love Damn. it, bro. Uh, uh Spartacus Jackson. Rollo, your thoughts on women going to her married ex-boyfriend's gym? Mm. Uh don't worry, we'll alpha, talk about that. Alpha widow. Yeah, there you go. Oh, Bam. There you go. Red pill Mike. Red pill Mike, always I always tell single men in their mid to late 20s to continue self-development while still staying single and observing the mental state of average married men in his upper 30s mm. that married young. Red pill Mike Yo, with I the got, wisdom. I Thank got you, all Red lucky, man. Got all my marriage lucky. Yeah. Uh, who else? We got uh, Motorcycle Harry. 499. It's probably best if Rolla doesn't do Rogan too much exposure. We need to I, keep this knowledge to ourselves. Nah, nah man. They, man. They need to put him on Rogan, dude. Hey, let, you know, let me let me just chime in on that real quick because I know that Hotel's been on Rogan as well. I would like to. I, I there's a time I really wanted to get on Rogan, and then I realized I probably won't because Rogan. This is gonna sound like I'm glossing myself, but I think I'm too hot for Rogan. Meaning <laughs> that yeah, Alex Jones, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I here's why because Rogan had it married a single mommy. Oh yeah, he's, yeah. he's got yeah. he's got his his daughter. I think he even adopted his daughters or something like that. Yeah, stepdaughters or whatever. So if I go on there and I say, did you know? If I go on, and I say, you know, um, if I start talking about paternity or yep. cuckoldry or something yep. like that, and how um, uh, adopting children is, you know, essentially the definition of cuckoldry is assuming the parental investment responsibilities of another man's children. Yep. I'm I'm not gonna get on Rogan. Yeah, <laughs> trust yeah. me, I'm not gonna get on Rogan because yeah. it would be it, he would be pretty pissed off. At You'd me probably be insulted. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, hey, mm. I, I mean, let's see it, Rogan. Uh, bring him on. Rogan. I'll be happy let's, to go. Yeah, let's Step see Rogan. Darth Flyer. Hot bucks. Uh -huh. Here's some support coming from the extra jingle in my pockets from being single. Bam. Hey, crypto. crypto. <laughs> yep. Save your money, bro. Don't spend it on these broads. CJ2K right. 499. If you want men to step up, uh, if you want men to man up, stop telling them to man down. Facts. I, I felt that one. Yeah, yep. they say man up when there's danger, bro. But when everything is safe, oh, I got this. Women power. Fuck out of here. I want right. to be independent. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, independent till the check comes. I heard that last night. <laughs> it, I wouldn't want to give up any of my independence. Well, I guess yep. you're going to be single with your independence for a long, long time. time. Facts. Udmundoto. Uh, five bucks. Only women with would think freezing the eggs is so a man could come and fertilize them later. It's like a fish. It's a good idea. Fair enough. Good fish. <laughs> uh, anything Spread else? Spread the sperm across nope. the eggs. Okay, we're good? Nope, we're good. <laughs> okay. Uh, Rolo, you were going to make a point. We were talking uh, about just, before uh, move on to last to, I'll just end this with uh, that that section with this. Is Promise that, um, what The whole thing that you're talking, like, we can sit here and, like, rage over the fact that, well, women expect this. Men expect, you know, this is yeah. unrealistic. We The reason why w women have that unrealistic expectations is because social constructionism yep. and blank slate equalism. Bam. They want that equalist independence when it it's convenient and they want that old order man up, go out there and take on the attacker, kick yep. his ass, uh, shit test you. With, chivalry. Uh, chivalry. Where are the nice, uh, yeah, chivalry where are the is nice dead. Guys, open the door for me. Like that. And that's the easy example. But the reason why they have that cognitive dissonance is because they think they can have blank slate equalism with 
the way that the machine is actually built. Yep. Okay. The way that we are, what, how we evolved, the way our brains are different. We are different. Men and women are different. Yes. Psychologically, physiologically, emotionally, the way we process emotions is physically not how women do. Wait, Rolo, are you saying women and men are different? They're different. How dare you? Yes. <laughs> and I, I, I think that the, the, inconsistencies, the, the frustrations. I, I really wish like women could watch this stuff. People keep saying she should write a book for women. I've written essays for women, but you can't get through to them yeah, from man. a reasonable, rational perspective. You have to reach them emotionally. You don't reach yeah. them. them it's reasonably. when they're in pain that they come looking for answers. That's why they call Kevin Samuel's show at 45 years old. Mm -hmm. And they finally have an open ear to hear what he says. And they still are in denial. Right. You know what well, I'm saying? Because uh, women if, live in a bizarre okay, world. But let's just say for sake of argument, I yeah. could Im impart something that would change their lives. It would be stop trying to pretend that men and women are exactly the same. And then pretend that you, that they're different when it serves your purposes. Well, hold on, hold on, Rolo for the ladies. One more time. <laughs> Stop thinking that blank slate equalism and the way that you, you you want blank slate equalism from the beta. You want blank slate equalism from the guy you're going to make him jump through hoops and give him rules for. You want visceral machine evolved Darwinistic sexuality, not equality from the guy who's going to rock your world from yep. the guy who's from the alpha that's going to that fuck you from here to Tuesday. Yep. So that balance where we were talking about hypergamy. That's the thing is when it's beta bucks, it's equality and it's independence and it's security and it's all this great stuff. But when it's alpha fucks, then I want a man who's going to be a man. I need a man who's dominant, who's competent, who's going to be able to uh, take on the mugger. I need the guy who's going to be a, the, I need the machine. I need the, 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 the physical body. I need the evolved masculine here instead of this, uh, this ideal of a, a blank slate, socially constructed guy mm -hmm. that is, is in no way the ideal that you want. But because women are in a position of authority right now, yep. you can't tell them that. Can't tell them that. And if you do, you offend them. Yep. You're a misogynist you're if a misogynist, you say that. You're a misogynist, a chauvinist, an asshat. You're, you're Rolo Tomasi. Fuck yep. you. Exactly. Right. Okay, fuck me. Or Myron Gaines, the guy from TikTok that's a woman hater. Right. Um, okay, we got super chats here. Yeah, got, uh, uh, and then and then we'll and then we'll uh diff, finish off with the last topic. Uh Edmunduto, I think we read his already. Uh uh Seattle uh Tigrine four ninety nine. My first night in Miami ever. What should I do? Leaving in two days. Go to Winwood and And Brickle. <laughs> yeah, Brickle. All right, let's keep get going. Your, get your book signed. Come here. Yeah. <laughs> Come meet you in the lobby. Uh Ricky uh, Webster. Uh, quick question, nine. Byron. What's a good body fat percentage to have you around? Eight to twelve percent, man. That'll get you the chicks. That is off topic, but there yeah. you go. 4%. <laughs> Andreas Munzer. Go look him up. That's okay. 1,500 watching. We need uh, 1,200 likes. Show appreciation. Guys, like go. the video, man. Sub to the channel, guys. And sub to the channel. His finger at their house are. Uh, why does a, does a number of men she slept with matter? Did you not just listen no. to the past like 15, I, dude, 20 minutes? Dude, go back, go back and, and rewind. In a podcast. Yeah, yeah bro. One, go of back. The, one of the best episodes I ever did. Uh, like most watched episode was why a woman's uh, sexual past matters. Mm -hmm. And another thing, when we were talking about uh, new order technology and how we're, how we're dealing with this, yeah. uh, Kiki, those girls that were here, ev my daughter, everybody, women are going to have to deal with their digital footprint for the rest of their fucking lives. Yes. Yep. When I, when I asked you guys this question on the chat, when Kiki was in here, I said, yeah. I said, uh, you know, does she plan to have kids at some point? Mm -hmm. Right. And the reason I was asking that is because at some point she's going to have to say, 
mommy sucked a lot of dicks That's, <laughs> uh, and and uh, seriously because yeah. they'll be able to, within you know 10 20 i don't know how old the kid ends up being it's going to find out mommy was in porn yep and so Mia Khalifa is working so hard to get all that stuff taken down now. You right. know what I'm saying? She's trying yeah. to rewrite her past. She can't do it. Yeah. But even still, even if she could do that, there's still pictures of her. Yep. Yep. She's, you'll never be 90 seconds. So what we have to do is we have to, and women know this, and in a gynocentric social order, they know this as well, yeah. that they're never going to escape their sexual past. They're never going to get around that. So what they have to do is they have to convince. Thank you for using blog talk rate. They have to convince a generation of men to set aside to to look the other way to be indifferent to her sexual past and so what they say is you're you're insecure there's something they shame you there's something wrong with you for being concerned with my sexual past why does that have anything to do with you how dare you fuck you uh the reason why you're made to feel bad about your own paternal interests mm -hmm. is because women know that there's no getting away from their old school Instagram pictures, the when they she went to Aruba with a rich guy that she didn't marry, <laughs> but she's she's with you now. But she was fucking the, her alpha widow is still all part of her social media history. Yep. Even if she's not into porn, the 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 footprint is still going to be there. What's the first thing you, uh, an employer does when you're looking for a new job? They go and Google. they look you up on they Google you on Facebook. They look Google you on Instagram. Why would you not, as a guy, do exactly the same thing for a girl that you? Potentially could make marry. Research investment. Check and out her. So, so Rolo, real quick, just before we move to the last one, last point here. So, are there definitive studies out there that show that the higher a woman's notch count, the lower her chances of being able to stay in a relationship with a man? There's lots of them, and a lot yeah. of them are uh, the the ones that you will find the most the most famous ones, the easy the ones that all the MGTOWs like to use, right? Yeah. Um, those are from like the late '90s into the early 2000s, and the reason why they keep using those ones is because nobody wants to touch the stats today. No one wants to have mo mm. modernized stats for what's really going like, uh, or else they will find some way to disqualify them. They'll say, "Well, what's happiness really?" You know, like, yeah. Like when you say, "Well, women report being uh, less happy the more sexual partners they've had." Mm -hmm. Well, that's subjective. We can. Uh, you're happier than her. You know, it's it's what you're self-reporting. Yeah. We can look at the incidence of divorce, though. Bam. And so when women, uh, when women with no or one sexual partner before they got married, tend to have more stable, longer-lasting marriages than women who have anywhere between, like, say, three and like seven. And then what's odd is this: is that once a woman's body count goes up above ten. They still get divorced and it's still a kind of it's still bad news, but it seems to level off right there. Right around. So, okay. so when a woman when a woman's between, like, say, three and seven or three and eight, mm -hmm. and then you get to nine, 10, 11, 12 and on on up, mm -hmm. uh, it's still a pretty high incidence. But the highest incidence seems to be between uh, like three and eight. Interesting partners. Yeah. It's just maybe because she just ha just had right. just enough to see what's really out there. So that's that's mm -hmm. the yeah, exactly. So that's the divorce stats. There's also, of course, the sexual transmitted diseases, you know, chlamydia, uh, SPV, whatever, the, mm -hmm. uh, HPV. Um, and then the happiness quotient. Right. Yeah. Are, are Do women in marriage in marriages report being happier or less happy when they've had 10 prior lovers when they yeah. had 20 when their body count is 20 when yeah. their body count is one yeah and it goes back to the idea and I, I covered this in the book as well is another reason why premarital sex was verboten in in most abrahamic religions is because of exactly this and this is me talking here okay this is the rollo tomasi version of this is that it's not about body count for women so much as it is the alpha impact of the guys that she's been banging hold on <laughs>
because this is very important. Very, very important, guys. Mm -hmm. We're talking about imprinting and everything else like that. Can you say, say that okay, one more so time this, for the people? This, this is the, uh, in a nutshell, mm -hmm. this is the principle of the alpha widow. And I'm sure lots of guys know this because most beta guys who settle down with a woman who's had prior, she was so crazy in her college years and she did all these crazy, <laughs> uh, my journey of self-discovery is over and now I'm with you and I've had my fun. So there's no more fun for you, Mr. Beta. All yeah. that fun that's been done. So yeah. now I'm with you and yeah. we're going to get serious. Well, when she was having her fun, let's say, she, let's just say for sake of argument, she's had 10 prior partners before she got married to Mr. Beta. Okay. Uh -huh. Uh, what, what usually happens, and we encourage this and we incentivize this with media and popular culture, is we tell that woman that you didn't marry your one. You didn't marry your soulmate, the guy, the one that got away. Katy Perry has that one song, The One That Got Away. Yeah. Perfect example of what I'm talking about. It's the alpha widow dynamic. Mm -hmm. So what you have is you have that woman who married the guy who's the beta, the safe, soft, uh, good, stable, dutiful, probably the good dad, mm -hmm. uh, uh, beta bucks. The one security. her father would pick would in a patriarchy. Picked. Exactly. Um, he's, he's, he's right there. He's Johnny on the spot. He's a good dad, does the homework, goes to soccer practice, does all this good stuff, but she's still pining for the guy that rocked her world. Foam cannon party. And I, yeah. The, the hot guy in the foam cannon party <laughs> in Cancun on spring break. I was drunk. She was cute. And one thing led to another. Love it. Right. Um, yep. so, so what happens is for the, and we encourage this in women because we want to say, well, girl, you could go get that. Eat, pray, love, for example, is a great example of that. How Stella got her groove back, whatever it is. So we, uh, we, we encourage the idea that women can or have the option at some point to say, you know what? If you're done with Beta Bucks Poindexter guy, don't worry. Initiate divorce. You'll get half his stuff. Then you can go back and get the one that got away. There you go. <laughs> and that's what Eat, Pray, Love really is. It's, uh, it's what I call um, making up for missing out. Yeah. And so – if you've got a woman who has 10 prior partners, the odds are amongst those 10, one of those guys is going to be the best sex she ever had. It's going to be right. the guy that she, you guys asked this of the girls last night. Um, uh, what is there one guy that you remember all the time? Is it the hot sex or the right. guy you were emotionally? And they say, they gave you the right answer. They gave the political they gave correct you the answer. right answer. They there, gave you the, the long-term attraction security answer. They were capping they hard. They were capping hard. In actuality, when that, when those girls get to be 31, 32 years old, they're going to be looking back for the guy that like took them doggy style and, and made them airtight. Okay? Yep. Oh, you mean that, by Burger King? Yeah. <laughs> by, by Burger King. Right? And, and so that's the alpha widow, uh, prospect anyways is is this pining for the the one that got away well if there's 10 guys odds are that one of those 10 is probably the one that got away yeah if there's only one guy and you're the next guy well then you're only dealing with one guy so you it's a smaller pool of guys i mean law of averages says that if a girl's got a hundred guys or she's only got two or three guys odds are if you're if you're more alpha you probably have a better i uh, a better chance of being more alpha than two guys than a hundred guys right so um, so when you when we're talking about premarital sex, when we're talking about promiscuity and those kinds of things, the reason why there's premarital sex is because or you know, forbidden premarital sex is because what it's ignorance is bliss. You yeah. don't know any better. If the only guy you've ever banged is your husband, mm -hmm. then you're not pining for an alpha that got the one that got away. Now you might be fantasizing about the guy who's more, you know, virile or has, you know, higher, you know, alphaness than somebody else, but Sexually, you've only ever experienced one guy, and that's really that increases happiness, it increases stability in, in marriage, it increases men and women staying together to maintain a family. Because in the end, that's what intersexual dynamics is about it's family creation, yes. And from family creation, remember, 
Human beings are tribalistic. We're innately tribalistic and there's nothing wrong with that. Your first tribe is your family. Yep. Your second tribe is like the, your people, your religion, your nation, everything else. That come, we build it up exponentially after that. But the base unit is man, woman, and whatever kids that they have. Yeah, and Rolo. I'll say this too, man. What are you going to say? Oh, no. Go, go ahead. I was just going to say, R- Rolo, you always say hypergamy is based in doubt. And I'll, I'll tell you this. If a woman only had one sexual partner, she doesn't have a plethora of information to have that doubt from. So you know that's, what I'm saying? That, and that's the comp- that explains it. That's the compromise. Remember I told you about how religion makes uh, a compromise between men's mating strategy and women's mating strategy. Yeah. Okay. I would love to have unlimited access to unlimited sexuality. A powerful men create harems. Yep. There's there's three aspects that that define a powerful man. Resources, yep. territory acquisition, and women. Yep. Lots and lots of women. So if Facts. you look at like uh, the dynastic emperors of China, you look at just tribal chieftains, you look at uh, you know, the pharaohs of old. Having women has been a status symbol since the beginning of time. Yes. Look yep. at Dan Blazarian. Mm-hmm. Everyone yep. follows him. Why? Running around with guns, beard, hot chicks everywhere. Mm-hmm. That's the modern day Resource, emperor back res- then. Resources. So, Hugh Hefner. Yep. Out of respect. Hugh Hefner. Yep. Another, out of respect. Uh, and, and we look at that and we build religions around that. That's yep. what the Old Testament used to tell the tribes of the tribes of Judea, right? Go in there, go into that tribe, kill off all the men. Kill off all the boys, kill off all the women who've known a man, but take the fertile women, the virgins for yourself yes. and integrate them into your tribe. Yep. Mm-hmm. So what you're doing is you're taking women, you're taking territory and you're taking resources. That's what powerful men have done. And the most powerful men amongst that tribe, they will take the select women and make a harem of them. Yep. They'll put them in the forbidden city in China. Right? Yep. They'll put them in this stockade and, and they'll be guarded by eunuchs. Yep. Cut your dick off. Her guard, this, guard these bitches because yeah. I don't want anybody else impregnating them because I'm I'm the shit and yep. you're not the shit. Chastity is that important. Important to the point that men will off themselves mm-hmm. for the chance to get 72 of them, which might or might not be a part of a religion I know. You know what? But anyway. No. <laughs> let, me, let me dispel you that. There is that. You won't find that anywhere in the Quran. Yeah, you. I I did the I did the research to say is that really true or is that just somebody like selling me bullshit, right? Mm-hmm. It, you won't you won't even find the number seven two in the Quran. Damn, mm-hmm. yeah. bam, bam. Are we all right? Super chats. Uh, super chats. Then we're gonna bring it to the last point here, which is gonna be what you guys have been all waiting for. Uh, go ahead, Chris. Let's read uh, these off fast. Jamed, uh, Tamux, Rello, Kevin, Sam, uh, Darva Sharp, Coach, Greg, Jap, Tommy, Sotomayor, Rich Coop, Fresh Fit, etc. You guys are doing God's work. Damn. Literally, you don't know how many guys were possible on a path of suicide. Thank you. Oh, Thank wow. you so much, bro. Appreciate that. For us Thanks, to be mentioned man. with all those names means a lot to us, guys. We're we're new on the block. Yeah, we're the new kids on the block, but you know we we ain't going anywhere. Go uh, ahead. The the loser five bucks. Even worse for women. Within the next five years, the question uh, they'll fear won't be. What's your body count? But how much student debt do you owe? Facts. They, could, they well, carry okay. two thirds of the. It's already there, bro. Yeah, that's, already why, there. that's why they want forgiveness. That's why they yeah. ran yes. on that two thirds of all student loan, and it's like in the trillions of dollars. Two thirds of women. all student loan is held by women. Yeah. Uh, Evan K. Thank you so much, Evan. Thanks, Evan. We just hit fifteen hundred live viewers, by the way. Just oh wow, now. bro! That's a new record. That's a new record, man. Oh, you should get Will Smith in here. It'll get you up to 2,700. Work for me. Go ahead. Uh, I want him in here. Well, uh, true with GG. Uh, 499. Hello, it's modern day Einstein for intersexual dynamics. RP. Genius. Yep, absolutely. It's been an excellent discussion, yep. and Check we're going to bring it back. Brain on road. Okay. Uh, Edric Perez, 499. Soft math, guys. If a woman goes out on weekends and get lucky, 52 bodies a year, starting at 18 years old by 25. She body 364. Is that a soft math, bros? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Bam. 
Thoughts on the uh, purple pill? No, we, we, we uh, the, you'll get Jenny, that answer here in a second. In the last salvo. Costa five bucks. It's survival of the free riders versus survival of the fittest. <laughs> there you go. Uh, John ten bucks. A key that opens many locks is a master key. A key that gets opened by many keys. I said that a million locks. times. Big facts. John DeMarco. If it came from White Claws, though, they wouldn't have caps. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> All right. What else? That's insane. Let's see. One second. We just want to make sure we catch all you guys on the super chats. Yeah, see, uh, man, you guys are going. You're making the mistake I make all yeah. the time. Oh, man. Yeah, we're we're no, we're gonna catch all of them because we missed Better a few be yesterday. Five hours before I could <laughs> yeah. shut up. Mike five bucks to piggyback on what Rolla said. Every girl I smashed in college and high school without LTR tried to find me through a through a mutual after divorce. Yep, mm-hmm. not surprised. Imprints are real, guys. Mm-hmm. As a negative dips four ninety nine. I'm seeing a lot of guys wake up in the chat. Lords of work, boys. <laughs> Bring it to the masses. Thank you so Yo. much, man. What? Yep. Uh, I see. I see the fake me in there. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whatever, just, guys. Just uh, he, hey, mods in the chat. Ban the uh, no, no. The, the fake freshman. He's CEO. right. I'm still a virgin. He's right. Okay. Uh, Don Demarco, one nine nine. Rollo. Oh, no. uh, once again. Rollo. Uh, there you go. Don Demarco. All right. Anything go. else? Now we're good. Okay. Bam. Right. Now we're gonna bring it to the final last question here. Rollo. We're going to do a drum roll, please. Turn me up on the USB, please, Chris. Rolo, what do you see final answer? as the future <laughs> of the current sexual marketplace? And this is the final answer. What do you see as the future of the sexual marketplace and intersexual dynamics between men and women and the RP in the future? We're going to shut up and let you go. Please take it away. All right. Uh... For women, I see a lot of loneliness on the uh, on the horizon, and I I don't say that to be like an asshole. I I say that as sort of a warning. Mm-hmm. I, I think a lot like whenever a guy says, "Oh, you're gonna be lonely and cat lady, and you're gonna have box wine and and whatever," like and you're gonna be a spinster is basically what what they're saying, and it sounds like revenge. It sounds like guys are either too happy or they're too pissed off or too too sad about like the state of women. I I just go down to nuts and bolts, and I. Uh, outline this actually in book four as well. Um, there is a study by Morgan Stanley um, Financial. They did a, uh, you can go find it too. It's uh, it's online. It's called The Rise of the She Economy. And in that, um, in that sort of research, um, they postulate that by 2030, uh, women between the ages of 25 and 44, uh, something like 52%, I hope I'm getting my numbers right, something like 45 to 52%. It's over half. Yeah, over It half is going to be over half. Yep. Of women of marriageable age will be single for the rest of their lives. They will not, they will not reproduce unless they get like, unless, you know, unless they get artificial insemination, but they will not, they will be unmarried and childless during those mm-hmm. ages by 2030, which is like a very, very steep incline. In fact, they are so certain of this that they did this research on Morgan Stanley so their investors would know what to invest in in the coming decade. Wow. So they're <laughs> invest in box wine, right? And yep. invest in cat toys, invest in um yeah, in, it's not a, a joke, guys, when we say in, this in ovum freezing and in, in uh, reproductive technology. And pet dogs. Uh, yeah, cats, dogs, whatever. <laughs> you know, what what is gonna be hot in the future? And this is what you can expect. And so this is what you should put your money into. So if we're if we're already making predictions of where we should put our money, I think we need to look at why this is the way it is. Now, if you go and you follow the logic of of Bloomberg or, or, um, you know, Morgan Stanley, Forbes, whatever, they will say, this is a great success 
this is a, a glowing, great progress of humanity. Well, finally, women are independent. <laughs> you never you hear women say, I, like we heard last night from uh, the 20 year old girl, I want to give up my independence, right? Okay. <laughs> I, and I wanted to say this, but I didn't. Um, independent of what? Independent. Like you're, if, so if you're independent of something, what were you dependent on that you're now independent of? Right. And whenever we hear this, remember I was telling you about how, um, We've been hearing the same jingo, the same lingo from feminists for a long time. That's one of them. I want to be a strong, independent woman. Okay. Independent of what? Independent of men. That's what it is. We've already, they've already achieved that. They've, there's more women in college right now. They're making more money now. Uh, they, women control way more money than men do. Yeah. So when you're talking about like the 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 bullshit of the, uh, the pay, uh, pay, gender pay wage gap, whatever yeah. it is, it's not endemic sexism. If there's any gap, there's a gap in spending. There's a gap in control and authority mm-hmm. over that spending. Women are the number one consumers in Western societies as it is. But they also control. And again, another stat in the book is over the course of a family's history, women will control 90% of that family's wealth. Yep. That's car expenditures. That's college. That's we're going to go on vacation. We're going to buy this TV set, this kind of stuff. Women if they're not making the money, they're directing the the flow of where those that currency is going to. So don't give me this bullshit about, well, we need to make as much money as a man. And it's because of this endemic sexism and the patriarchy. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> because you're the one spending the money. And I got the stats to show you that right now. Bam. Damn, son. Where'd <laughs> you find me? And I'll say this real quick, Rolo. Women spend so much money that a male company like Gillette will risk Losing business, financial ruin to yes. crap on men so that they can appease to women because they understand even with male razors, women are the predominant consumers. So that right. goes to show you guys how strong women like how strongly women are the consumer base in the West, man. Even male companies are ostracizing so their own target audience yes. to sell to women. Also, Sorry, Lola, I'll that as oh, well. So a lot of people don't know this right, but behind a lot of tech companies are female employees yep and they control the flow Attitude and fresh used to work too. for a tech company guys yeah. this comes from experience they control the flow of how things are put out now like you guys said women control the customer base for most for most uh, things so get this right a lot of our content is not geared towards women so what does it do suppress it and oftentimes delete it because mm-hmm. it's not going to be uh suitable for their uh consumers which is women yep so yeah that's that's very true so, big facts sorry so Rolo, I'll, I'll here's here's another uh, prediction prognostication for the future mm-hmm. uh we live in the most emotionalized uh society the world has ever known right Facts. now Facts. everything is feels before reels we say this all the time in the manosphere and we yeah. joke about it but it's really true we live in an age and i make the case for it in book four uh our religion is emotionalism right now it's mm-hmm. how did it make you feel yep uh, what Our TikTok you, what getting banned is an example of that. Feeling, yes, <laughs> yeah. exactly. You know, because punish women made... for bad behavior. So, oh, feelings. So when I when I get criticized by women, it's usually for my tone. Yeah. Right. Well, if you would just say it with sweet little sappy show you sugarcoat what you're saying, and then women will re- women will respond to it. No, it's not wh- how I'm saying something. It's the data that I'm imparting to you yep. that is offending you because it goes against the the what is you know an ego invested belief for that woman. It feels bad. And I get it. It's supposed to feel bad because if it's not feeling bad, then you're not going to, it's not going to motivate you to change. Yes. So in the future, 
and I don't know when we're going to reach critical mass, but right now we're in the age of emotionalism. We're in the age of ego and the age of emotionalism. And so we base our policies, whether it's political, whether it's economic, whether it, whatever it is based on our emotional response to things. We have a, we have at least the last three generations of men who've been conditioned and blue pill conditioning, uh, have been trained to emote like women to, to see emotional, like they've been trained and taught that women, the way that women process emotion is the correct way to process emotion. Nice. So when we say, oh, that man is, he's, he's toxically masculine. He's not in touch with his feelings, right? He's a, uh, he needs to express himself emotionally. He needs to get in touch with his feminine side. All that stuff we've been talking about since the seventies. The reason why that's still a thing right now is because it's a great means of control over those guys so that they will, they will identify and align with the feminine, which is all based on emotion. So when we talk about like the emotional children that are out rioting in the streets right now and they're tearing down statues and like, don't they know that that statue is this? And they're not thinking rationally. They're not thinking with reason. They're thinking emotionally because those last three, four generations have been taught to emote like women, to yep. be like woman. Woman is correct. Transgenderism, right? Why is it that more boys want to be girls than girls want to be boys? Mm. Because it's more advantageous socially to be a girl in a gynocentric social order than it is to be a man because nobody wants to be a nobody wants to be a dad. Dads are assholes. Boys are toxically masculine. We gotta give him Ritalin. We gotta give him Adderall. We gotta give him sedate that boy with with drugs, with with opiates, with alcohol, with pornography, sedate him, sedate him, sedate him, sedate him. Don't let him do anything because if you let him do anything, he might turn toxic. He might turn violent. And it's all, it's all because we want to put men into, we want to force fit them into this uh, emotional correctism. Whatever is female is correct. Yep. And so if you are brought up that way, you're going to vote that way. You're going to look for jobs that way. You're mm. going gonna to relate with people that way. Guys, one, the number one thing, guys, and I'm sure you've already got this, um, guys will come to me for counseling or coaching or whatever the hell it is. Right. And they'll say, Rolo, I don't know how to interrelate with guys. I don't know. Mm. I don't know how to talk to guys. I don't I, I there's guys I want to hang out. I, I always talk about tribalism or I yep. talk about like, yep. it's very know, important for men. There's, we have our little tribe. This is a tribe right, right here. here. Yep. Okay. Um, how, do you have tribes? And they don't. And the reason they don't is because they've been taught to emote and to relate to men as if they are women. Yeah. And that's, and that's what's valuable, and that's what makes them valuable, and that's how they get their self-worth. So it's no shock to me when guys in the black pill community or a blue pill or purple pill or whatever it is, they don't, they don't want to make women the measurement of their lives, but they still emote and they still relate with people as if they have a feminine sort of training. So when we look at things like communitarianism, we look at socialism, we look at like, why, is, why, why are we even talking about socialism in the, the United States right now? because we put so many women into positions of power that that seems like a good idea. Yeah. It makes them feel good. Hey, you get one and you get one and you get one and you get one. And you, and so meritocracy, regardless of how poorly you are working, do, dominance, hierarchies, uh, competence, hierarchies, meritocracy, all of that stuff flies out the window because we don't see the value in it because it's not female. Correct. Yep. The female correct. If, whenever women come into political power, Whenever you get an AOC, whenever whenever you get a woman who, who gets into Congress or the yeah. Senate, the first thing they do, their first priority, their number one priority is not to their constituency. It is to the fe it is to the female purpose. It is to the sisterhood uberalis. Camilla Harris. So, so you got I, I was going to say 
you get you get women who go in there and the first thing they talk about is we need to legalize abortion. We need to yes. change up divorce laws. We need to change these things. We need all of these things that we think are so horribly unfair. And it all becomes about women's issues and not all of our issues. Yep. Our call, like, how are we going to govern? It doesn't matter as long as women get theirs, as long as the sisterhood is served. I can go on for I don't want to go on forever about yeah, yeah. that, but I talk uh, in a great extent about the sisterhood Uber Alice in this book. That's where I see us going. That's where you see us is, going. We're okay. going to be our, our politics are emotionalized. Our 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 media, our entertainment is all emotionalized. Yes, yep. Terminator our with a female actress, are, yep. James Bond. Are, everything yep. is feminized and everything is emotionalized primarily right now, and we think that that's going to sell more movies and more more. It's backfiring. I'll, I'll leave you with this. Remember when uh, the Star Wars movies, the, the, you, I, know you're, I know John's a Star Wars fan. Yeah. And the last three Star Wars movies, were just, they just sucked. Okay? Yeah. And, and the reason for that is because they don't know how to write the hero's journey. That was, it's a male-specific like, thing, right? Yeah. Men must become. Yes. We have a burden of performance, and we go through these trials and tribulations to become something, right? Yeah. Whereas when you get like Ray. She already is. She's a Mary Sue, right? She's already, oh, I know how to use a lightsaber just yep. magically, right? Yep. Didn't have to do that. Well, the reason why we think that that's a good idea is because the writers who put that together were are from that generation of emotionalism. And so we have a Mary Sue written as if it's a, that this is a male character. We're just going to give her tits and a vagina. And then that's give her that's the power from the beginning. Yep. And so we, well, because we think, or because this emotional society thinks that that's what the fan base wants to see. They want to see this powerful, we need more powerful women and strong women and independent women leads in our movies. And you know what's kicking their ass? Mandalorian with a little baby. That's yeah. what women want Bam. is baby Yoda. They want Grogu. They want baby Yoda. They don't want ass kicking mama yep. Ray. They want baby Yoda is what they want. Maternity because that's an innate drive in women. An innate drive in women is not, oh, I'm going to learn a lightsaber and learn how to kick ass and take names. That's a man's job. Yep. And on our on our root lizard brain, on our pineal gland brain, we we understand that. We recognize that. We re That's part of the machine. Truth bomb time right now. Anyone that was alive in the 90s, famous movie that came out from Disney, Mulan. Okay? In the movie, what <laughs> oh, happens? Man. A woman must become, right? She mm -hmm. In the beginning, she didn't know how to fight. She gets her ass kicked. She can't, like, you know, hop the things, whatever, shoot the bow and arrows. But what do they do? The song, be a man, you must be, you know what I'm saying? You must be coming the song, yeah, right? And then she learns the skills. She learns how to fight. She, and she does this all with a masculine frame of reference. That movie did excellent. Why? Because she had to become. Even a woman had to adhere to masculine traits to be able hero's to get journey. the entertainment value, the hero's journey. The hero's journey. The hero's no journey one is cares. A story. It's a masculine story every single time, even if you put a woman in the lead. And Mulan is an excellent example of that. When did that movie come out? In the fucking 90s. Not That would never come nowadays, right? Because a woman having to become, what? Ugh. And that's and now here's the thing. Hollywood is paying the consequence for being woke. You want to be woke? You're going to go broke. Because at the end of the day, People know deep down that women just are and men must become. And even if you put a woman into a male role, for if you want to get the views and you want to get the entertainment, she still has to become. So uh, that's a great – Chris, do we have Super Chats? Oh, crap. Oh, yes, we do. But the camera quality has dropped over yeah. the past seven minutes. No. So, uh, Something going on. It's probably overheating. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Smokehouse. We got to let it cool off. Yeah. 1999. Too much fire. Too much fire. And mm -hmm. <laughs> NFL does campaigns for breast cancer, but nothing for prostate cancer. Mm -hmm. That's right. She, she economics being pandemic. Yeah, she Facts. Economics. All right, let's go. Uh, Sydney PTF. Thank bucks. you. 
Uh, Fifty-nine percent of all Australian federal government employees are female. Oh wow! 48%. You guys are done. Uh, all, all government boards members are female. Universities are are eminent uh, in doctrine camps. You need a university degree to get a government job. Join the dots. There you go. Yep. Yeah, Australia. You guys are going down. The, the, yo, down there's a huge MGTOW community in Australia, and I see why now. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Huge. Uh, what else do we got here? Yeah, there's a lot of super chats coming in, and then we're roll is gonna wrap up, guys. Uh, and then we have questions as well towards the end too. Okay. So, uh, right. our, uh, I'll try to fire them off. Yeah. yeah. RP Damn. Mike. Okay. As a, uh, as you don't a, have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, as a 45 year old man, man I, I was elated when I found out the Red Pill community. I spent my adult life being the only guy in my group with belief system. All right. All right. Great. Uh, let's see. Lee Maxfield, five bucks. Anakin had to become Luke. Luke had to become 100%. Facts, Rolo. Big facts. Yep. Shout out to Luke. Let's see. One second. Oh, I think it's one. Uh, let's see. Lee Maxfield, five bucks. You want to become woke? Yeah. You're you yeah. going to be broke. Yeah, woke facts, bro. Facts from a soundboy god. Thank you, man. All right. Uh, I think we're caught up. I think we're, I think we're, I think so, I'm Rolo. So, what, so, you see us becoming more emotional, more feels before reels. Mm-hmm. What do you, how do you see the dating market? Between uh, you said women are going to be more uh, single. Uh, it's, you're going, you... it's going to. I think the dating market. Well, we're globalizing. Okay, yep. so the global sexual market. I'm not going to say that local sexual marketplaces aren't going to be important. They are, but far far less important uh, in contrast to the global sexual marketplace. So even in your local sexual marketplace, you are not only competing with the local sexual market place offerings, but you're dealing with a worldwide sexual market and guys are already re- responding to this that's why you have such polarization right now you've got the losers and the winners and it's becoming greater and greater a divide right now there's less guys that are in between or just kind of like this don't know what they're doing most guys i would say this in the future will be red pill um and not because of me or you or anybody else but because it will become unignorable yeah they cannot they you can't go online and not see what's going on and have questions about that i'm glad yeah. i'm here to help yeah. I'm glad you're here to help. I'm glad we're here to educate, but it's not going to be us that that unplug the most amount of guys. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a globalized society, a globalized their own experiences uh, pop, will unplug them. Pop culture, pop media, whatever it is, that's going to it's going to become unignorable. <clears throat> so you take away all of this, and people will still become they'll still be, be red pill. They'll yeah. still become aware at least to some extent. So I don't see the, the people keep saying, "Well, do you think the red pill is going to go mainstream?" I hope not. Because yeah. once it does, that's when it becomes a grift. That's when it becomes a – well, it's already a grift, right? But it it becomes sort of this – it gets co-opted and it gets yeah. watered down and it gets turned into uh, uh, something that it should never have been. And I, I saw that happen. It's already happened. So um, – I, I, I hope it doesn't go mainstream, but I hope it goes mainstream enough so that like we can be at least taken with a, at least some amount of seriousness. seriousness. Um, and then I think that going forward, we have to remember, and if you, if you want to be a guy who's going to be on top of your game, realize that that polarization is going to mean that there's going to be winners and losers. Yep. And you get to choose which side you're going to be on. Do you want to be the alpha guy who knows his shit, who has the, the intelligence and the physique and everything else so that you can dominate in that in that area, maybe you don't want to, because most guys say, "Oh, I'll never do it." Yeah, that's why you get black pill, you get blue pill, you get all the, the doomers. I don't even want to call them black pill, the the doom pill, right? That that group. The reason they exist right now in this generation is because they see the polarization right now, and women do too. And what incentive do women to go have to go? 
well, I guess I should change my standards. <laughs> I guess I should. Why would they? First of all, because the society, a, gold, a, a gynocentric social order. They have all the leverage. Keeps, why? Yeah, keeps them in, in, in that state of mind. But the other thing is this, is they go against exactly what they preach, yep. which is social constructionism. So, and I hear guys like uh, Dr. Warren Farrell say this all the time. Well, I guess women are just going to have to learn to love fat dad bod guys and, okay, and, and, want, and, and they're going to have to change because they think that women's preferences are social constructs. They're not. Yeah. They're evolved constructs. They want to fuck the hot guy because that's what worked for them 100,000 years. T-Rex wants to hunt. He doesn't yeah. want to be fed. So you're going to tell a woman, you need to change your mind about the guy that you're not attracted to. We're already telling guys that you should fuck the fat girl. You should yeah. find this girl, this fat ass girl that's on, uh, you know, the, the athleta, athleta, uh, commercial. Sports Illustrated. Sports Sports Illustrated. Over, over, yeah. And we, and we say, guys, Love her you curves. need to change your mind about what is beautiful. But we don't tell women that. Yeah. You, have never, you will never hear them say that about nope. women because women are in that position of power. They know what they want. They want the hot fireman calendar. They don't want the dad bod calendar. Yep. But we're trying to say at this point that, well, if it's a social construct for men, why is it not a social, social construct for women? You know why? Because we live in a gynocentric social order and yep. they can define the, the terms of the negotiation. They can Bam. define the terms of how they're going to do what they're going to do. All right, nice. guys. Thank you for tuning in. We're gonna uh, we're gonna have a Zoom call right Zoom after call. this with the patrons. Patreon.com slash FreshFit, 97 hey. tier and up. You're going to be able to talk to Rolo Tomasi. It's going to be exclusively asked questions to Rolo, guys. Uh, we're going to can this because YouTube doesn't like all the heat we're giving right now <laughs> with, the, with the stream quality. Get on Patreon. Get on Patreon. Get on the Patreon. Might be streaming. No, no. We're going to we, – yeah, because the stream is uh, – the quality is going down. So, you know. So, any other last-minute super chats? How many? We have one more. Okay, read them quick, man. Let's. We have one that we missed from Cameron H. One second. Let me just go through the other one. Okay, so Cameron H said, uh, I asked real, uh, let's see, what was the real thing about Rollo's Troop Bombs? Uh, get on, get, Cam, Patreon. you're a patron. Yeah. Ask that in Patreon. there. Patreon. And then, yeah. Okay. Uh, we have uh, RBG, uh -huh. 1827. There's also a white pill, which is beaten off. <laughs> okay. okay. Fair cool. enough. Guys, patreon.com slash fresh fit. We're going to do a quick Zoom, Zoom call with Rollo. You guys can ask your question there. It will be run by, it'll, it'll, it's going to be exclusively for Rollo. Okay, guys? Um, other than that, guys, I hope you enjoyed this stream. Timestamps are going to be in the description box. The book is in the description box. Yep. It's out now. Rational Mail, get it. Book four, religion, guys. We support it. Get it. We co-signed this 100. percent I actually have a hard copy of this as well myself, guys. This book changed my life. Get it. Click the link below. Patreon.com/slash/freshit. We'll see you guys in there. We'll rollo. Peace. Peace. Catch us.